Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Trump is on his hero's journey right now. He might not have expected to have a crazy motherfucker like Kanye West run up and uh, support, but best believe we are gonna make America great. The liberal would try to control a black person through the concept of racism because they know that we are very proud, emotional people. So when I said I like Trump to like someone that's liberal, they'll say, oh, but he's racist. You think racism can control me? Oh, that don't stop me, that's an invisible wall. I love this guy right here. Let me give this guy a hug right here. I love this guy right here. That shit crack. Kanye West is what happens when Negroes don't read. Um, and, and we have this now, and now Donald Trump is going to use it and pervert it, and he's going to have somebody who can stand with him and take pictures. Listen, black folks are about to you know, trade Kanye West in the racial draft. They've had it with him. He's the token Negro of the, of the Trump administration. This is ridiculous. A black mouth is moving, but white racist ideals are, are flowing from Kanye West's mouth. Kanye West is engaging in one of the most nefarious practices yet. A black body and brain are the warehouse for the articulation and expression of anti-black sentiments that have been chin-checked by people with far more rigorous credentials. This is white supremacy by ventriloquism. You are fake news. Very fake news. I can't believe it. Someone will have so much like hate in their heart. This guy can free whoever he is. Get your card back and back out of here! Alright, go, go. In five, four, three. I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! That's it. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde Welcome. Hello. Great intro today. Oh, well, thanks. Anytime I, uh, anytime I know I get to do a Kanye intro, which is the second time I've done this. I forget what the last one was, but I know I've done it before. Nobody, nobody makes media heads explode like Kanye, specifically visiting the White House. And of course, that's what happened this week. Kanye goes to a White House lunch with Jim Brown, too. Former NFL great Jim Brown, who was just kind of there. It was really, really random. I was like, who is that? Yeah, I don't know why he was there, but they were having some conversation about, uh, about prison reform and about violence in Chicago. And Kanye has about this... 20 or so minute exchange with media where he just goes full Kanye. And it was a delight to watch. And so was the media reaction, which is, of course, what I was most eager to see after such a meeting. Because Kanye has committed the greatest crime these people know of, which is being a black person who doesn't get in line with, you know, the ideological constraints that your skin color dictate for you. These anti-racists who believe in racially defined ideological constraints. Yep, yep. And he's always... a motherfucking lyrical genius. 
So we'll we'll have a look at the whole the whole meeting and uh, the reaction to it. Plus, Hillary's back just in time for the midterm <laughs> elections. Trot Hillary Clinton out on CNN. She won't go away. She says um, she says Republicans should not see civility until the Democrats gain power again. Good luck with that, I would say, as long as Hillary is still out and publicly visible. Well, that's not exactly what she said. She said there's no civility as long as the opposing party is trying to take away what you most believe in. And in that, I agree. Well, we, that, but that she did go on to say it is in the clip. She did say. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> yeah, that, that civility is not going to happen until they're in power again. To that effect but the first part i do agree with well maybe maybe you'll defend hillary let's let's <laughs> see let's see what that part of the show has in store plus eric holder joins her in saying uh well in in uh calling for no more civility he said when they go low we're gonna kick them that was a viral clip this week he's walked it back and said of course i didn't mean that literally i wasn't speaking about violence uh, i don't know i just still don't think it's a very good uh, good clip to have publicly visible, but yeah. we'll take a look at it. The other part of Hillary's interview uh, says the allegations against her husband, Bill, are way different than the allegations against Kavanaugh because reasons. So <laughs> we'll take a look at what her reasons are. A feminist writes a sarcastic song prompted by Trump saying, uh, now is a scary time for young men. The song goes viral. I would say, and I think you would agree, that it probably deserves some scrutiny um, specifically in the wake of a lot of false alle- uh, allegations, including a woman. This is a classic news piece. If you didn't see it this week, a woman calls nine one one over a nine year old boy, allegedly grabbing her ass at a Brooklyn convenience store. Surveillance footage exonerates the young boy. Poor Good kid. for him. God. Yeah. Uh, speaking of tough times for women, we had some mention of this on Wednesday's call in stream. Amazon built some AI to automate the processing and analysis of resumes from job applicants. The project was in development from 2015 to 2017. It got shut down because the software discriminated against women. (laughs) The software learned on its own accord. Uh, All those female applications for these tech jobs just tossed them in the garbage over there. That's what happened with their project. Is that why they stopped investing in this project and this team? Or was it unrelated? They just like lost it. Well, according to the report I saw, they said uh, executives at Amazon lost faith in the project. But Ah, it was known that it was treating female applicants with less priority. They're like, oh, shit, truth. Shut it down. (laughs) Plus, hey, it's a weekly theme, I guess. Who knew? Awfully specific weekly theme. But another week, another assault on Toronto pro-life activists. If you thought a roundhouse kicking weird little elf man was enjoyable, or if if you enjoyed that episode, this week we have, uh, I don't know, I haven't haven't had time to nickname this... uh, this kind of Michelin man lookalike, this like Maybe lesbian Michelin man who attacked a pro-life activist at Ryerson University there in Toronto. We'll take a look at that. Plus, hoax hate and surprise cringe to close. Quality hoax hate. This person is actually facing charges for her hoax hate. Yeah. So we'll take a look at the end of the show. And uh, we will take super chats in between topics, of course, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. They're available here on YouTube as well as on Streamlabs, linked in the description. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beauty in the beta at 
gmail.com. And you can take the show on the go if you prefer. Uh, all the audio formats are linked in the description. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. A couple announcements uh, about the upcoming Halloween show in two weeks. You're cringing. Are you worried about our costume? Yeah, we just don't. I don't know. We don't. We don't have any real standouts. Like we can make it work, but we haven't, we haven't really decided. Still, I have. I have like one or two that I think are workable, but I'm not convinced that there's like no better idea. Yeah. So yeah. we're keeping it open. If people have ideas about costumes, super chats an option tonight, or if the chat's on it, keep an eye on that, or uh, send us an email. Uh, and we'll consider your Halloween costume options. Also, that's going to be Sunday, October 28th. Uh, we're going to do the show three hours early, 6 p.m. Eastern time. I thought, should I keep the reason private and make up an excuse? Or should I just admit that I want to watch the football game that's on that night? Because it's Viking Saints. Even though Blonde will chastise me for it. I'm sure I will. Chat- that's a Wednesday show, right? No, it's a Sunday. On Halloween? Well, our Halloween show will be a Sunday show. Oh, gotcha. Speaking I know of which, things about my own show, guys. I, do. I should probably announce that too. There's also going to be no call-in stream on the on the Wednesday ah, gotcha. Halloween show because you know Halloween. But anyway, that's all the news on that front. We'll keep an eye out for good Halloween costume suggestions. Got a few pieces of art before we get into some stories here. Uh, let's see, what do we got? We got one from Travis. the uh, The Law and Order hoax hate unit that we uh, that we operate apparently is is back at it. Uh, we're we're grilling Christine Blasey Ford here, <laughs> really nailing down the details of her alleged victimization in 1982. Thank you, Travis. Um, Garrick Garrick has a good idea for our our Halloween costumes. It's it's the ghost. Uh, I like traditional Halloweens, so you know, going as a nice friendly Casper here might be a good idea, don't you think? It's a great idea. Do it, <laughs> do it, and then I can go as blackface Maxine. Ah, yes. Thank you, Garrick. And then uh, this is the latest. Okay, so this this 4chan meme of the NPCs, it's a little too yeah. advanced for me. I don't get but, it. <laughs> uh, but this is me as one of, of 4chan's NPCs. Uh, you know, if, if there's a Coors, the computer language here says if there's a Coors, then I'm going to execute soy face. I'm going to have <laughs> soy face, my soy grin on if there's a Coors in my presence. I don't I know, like man. The, the NPC thing... I'm not entirely keen on it. It's like this whole theory. NPCs are non-playable characters in video games. So they're, they're characters that are in the world of the video game, but they don't actually really contribute anything. They're just kind of there to make the environment look authentic. So if you were to talk to them, they just give you generic lines like, wow, nice day we're having, isn't it? Or you know, something like that. So the idea for the 4chan theory is like, what if there are non-playable characters actually in the world? That is to say, people who just kind of fill space but don't actually contribute anything meaningful to the video game that is the world. That's my understanding of it. I don't really know how much further than that it goes, but this is me as one of the (laughs) non-playable characters. Before we get into the Kanye stuff, we do have some quick stories uh, and some stuff that I'm eager to get an update on. First, the hurricane. Tell me what's going on with Hurricane Yeah, Michael. another hurricane. I, I kind of couldn't believe it. It's happening in the panhandle. Uh, death tolls. Hurricane Michael death toll climbed to 18 on Saturday. And apparently they haven't gone through a lot of houses, so it's probably going to go going to go up. But there's some looting. They're having resource problems. It just bulldozed the panhandle. And, yeah, people are growing 
pretty desperate for provisions. There are okay. a lot of problems out there. Um, well, obviously best to anybody who may listen to the show who might be in the area. I'm sorry to, to see all this. Um, 18, I don't know. 18 seems like a lot in a U.S. hurricane. Yeah, right? yeah. But what was the last one? I don't even I can't remember. remember. I think I it was remember. lower. I think it was like four. Let me know in the live chat. Mm. I can't even remember what that hurricane was called. It was like a month ago or something. Yeah, what the hell was its name? I don't remember. I already forgot the name of the last hurricane. Well, huh. sorry, guys. I'm on top of it. Don't worry. We know things. The other story is this uh, this American pastor that Trump got out of Turkey. What's um, going on there? Yeah, I'm not really sure that Trump got him out of Turkey. But on uh, Friday, okay. a Turkish court sentenced him to three years in jail and then freed him because of the time spent already in detention. And then the additional espionage charge against him were dropped. So he was uh, arrested over alleged links to political groups. I'm sure it was bullshit um, after the failed coup in 2016. You remember that? I do, yeah. Uh, so the Trump tweeted about this. He said there was no deal made with Turkey. I, I like that he tweeted this. There was no deal made with Turkey for the release and return of Pastor Andrew Brunson. I don't make deals for hostages. There was, however, great ap appreciation on behalf uh, of the United States, which will lead to good, perhaps great relations between the United States and Turkey. Um, I wish he would have replaced this last part with like, Stop going to these fucking countries, people. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't go to Muslim countries. But I see mm. why he did this. So I thought he handled this well. He also talked about it um, at one of his rallies. We don't negotiate with terrorism. How long was this guy in Turkish custody? Uh, I think two years. I might be so wrong was he there since the coup or he was uh, there because of uh, alleged links to him? A little bit before, yeah. Okay. Wow. So yeah, it's been a little bit. So he went to the Oval Office, thanked the president, um, and then there's some footage of him praying over him, which great optics, great optics. And wow. I thank the administration I mean, for securing his release. In this photo in here, obviously I, I I don't know what condition he's in, but he looks like he Yeah, he looks is good. in reasonably good health. He doesn't look yep. like he's, you know, wasting away or something like that. Yep, yep, totally. In other um, insane oh, people are saying he lived in Turkey for like many, many years. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Wrong, my bad. Um, let's talk about this Saudi journalist. This is yeah, so another crazy. crazy news connected to Turkey. So the last time I checked the story was this morning. Apparently, since then, since then, this audio has been confirmed to exist. But I'm not trusting any Turkish newspaper until I actually hear this audio, or somebody in the American government hears this audio, and I can trust that it exists. But a prominent Saudi journalist, I'm gonna mess up his name, Jamal uh, Khashoggi. Am I saying that right? Um, we'll go he, with that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. He was in self-imposed exile. He visited the Saudi consulate in Istanbul on October 2nd to collect some paperwork for his upcoming nuptials. His fiance was waiting outside, saw him go in and a CCTV camera recorded him entering, um, mm -hmm. did not come out. So Turkish police, police believe he was murdered by men that flew in from Riyadh and the speculation here, and apparently this is confirmed, is that he turned on his Apple Watch before he went in because he knew he was going. He was like, "I'm going into the Saudi consulate," um, and that reportedly uh, recorded his torture and his and his murder. And they're saying yeah. that like he cut up his, they cut up his body and and took it out. But his fiance was waiting outside. She's like, "He went in, never came out." Um, yeah, so he um, had spoken against a Saudi 
the Saudi prince and the war in Yemen. He had, he'd worked for the Washington Post. And so I get, I bet they've just been watching him for a long time and saw this as an opportunity. Yeah. He, he clearly didn't feel safe if that, if that's true, if he turned on his Apple watch, it's so, just a crazy I, story to me. I saw some headlines that Trump had some tough talk for the Saudis. If it's demonstrated that they in fact did, you know, either kidnapped or killed this guy. What, do you know what he was saying? Yeah, I think that he said that he wasn't going to stop trade or anything like that. But he, but he was kind of like, like we're gonna find out what happened. You know, Trump. We're gonna find sure. out what happened here. Fire and fury, um, the likes yeah. of which the world has never seen. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'm. Everybody's convinced that he was killed there. I mean, either that, or I mean, the only other plausible scenario I could see is kidnapped. Maybe, maybe he was taken somewhere. But... Yeah, I don't know. I doubt it. Hmm. Uh, whatever happened, it's not like he just got lost. Right. And he's just missing. What, he's what, just uh, wandering the halls the, of the Saudi. Company. Have the Saudis issued any kind of statement denying it? They denied they say, it. They're like, they just say he disappeared. Slanderous. We didn't do any of this. This is untrue. Lies. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, something to keep an eye on as that story develops. One of my favorite pieces of video this week came courtesy of Senator Bill Cassidy of Louisiana, who we watched earlier or last week get in a back and forth with that one feminist protester when she said uh something like how can you put uh, a rapist on the court and he was saying well would you want this type of treatment for your husband or your brother well i would never marry a drunk remember that oh exchange? yeah that was him that's right. that was yeah. bill cassidy and you mean now, get married at all is what you're really saying now yeah, he encountered another protester or a group of protesters uh at the capitol on tuesday this is protester a Alethea, I don't know how to pronounce this name, Alethea Torres Shapiro, yelling at a, uh, she's yelling at uh, Senator Bill Cassidy in, in passing, and she demands that he apologize to her children for ruining their futures. And his reaction to this is great. I want to see more of this. I got a lot of respect for him for doing this. Senator Cassidy, can you please apologize to my children for ruining their futures? Hey, guess what? If in the future somebody makes it, I know your parents are using you as tools. No, but we're not future, using no. them as tools. In the future, if somebody makes an allegation like, against you and there's no proof me, for it, you'll be okay. And you should hope that they go through but what a full due process. What about black Not men? ramming it in black to get... presumption of guilty, but what means is a presumption of innocence. So what about black men? Okay. Oh, like a boss. That was perfect. That's what people need to do to leftists. Um, and they clearly were using their children as political pawns. And the kids like didn't know what was going on. Why, why aren't they at school if they're yeah, not being really. used as political my tools? Mom put this was this on a Tuesday afternoon, I think. This really Nonsense. lifted my spirits. When, when I saw yeah. that, I was like, boom. That's exactly what yeah. you needed to say. That kid is going to remember that always. Yeah. Uh, to the point, too, that black men get the presumption of guilt. Is that... Oh, that's what she was saying. That she's she's saying that, yeah, black men are presumed guilty in this country, which would explain higher crime rates, higher incarceration rates, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, huh. every every judge and jury's racist. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. And okay. all the victim reports, too. They're all just They're lying. all. But we trust all, victims. Right? It's all. Well, not those, though. Those are racist ones. Uh, 
Yeah, obviously I admire the backbone and I, and I hope that Cassidy inspires his colleagues to do the same thing because uh, we, sh- we should. We should be ripping these people. This was, this was about perfect because I think it was a gentle ripping that he's probably not going to get in trouble for as a politician, but it was stern enough that it kind of puts these fools in their place and I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I was thinking about their perspective beyond just appreciating his backbone there. But like, think it's just this perspective of hopeless dependence on government for for people like this mom. It's like, I am going to go to the Capitol. I'm going to take my kids out of school. I'm going to go to the Capitol. I'm going to tell this senator that he has ruined their lives because the quality of my children's life is dependent upon whether this senator votes the right way or not. Right. What a sad state to live. How about you, mom, go give those kids a life that's so great that the government is irrelevant. Exactly. How about a little exactly. personal responsibility? That'd be great. Yeah, and you know, I did appreciate that one of them was a boy. It's like, how on earth, if you're talking about getting inside the mind of a leftist, if she was talking about how this is going to increase her chance of, of like her daughter's chance of getting raped or something like that because the rapist is going for your, whatever. Well, but what about what it's doing to your son? And so I really appreciated that he addressed that so sternly. And I wish that more people in government would do this. Compare this to Flake and, and how he responded. Um, yeah. to the protesters it's yeah. like it's just night and day so good for bill cassidy hope it happens more the the last little story i <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed this week is uh this story about stephen miller's third grade teacher what was this i read that and i was like no they this can't be. i mean it when the story the came out i laughed and then and then this teacher got in trouble for uh, leaking yeah, the information placed on placed on paid leave all right so, so give me um, the sequence his, of events here. How did this actually happen? So his third grade teacher was placed on paid leave after she shared recollections of him as a young pupil with a reporter from, I believe, Hollywood Reporter this week. Her name mm-hmm. is uh, uh, Fisk. So she taught Steve Miller, Stephen Miller, at Franklin Elementary School in Santa Monica. And she said that he was a messy kid who was always trying to clean up his desk or trying to get his desk clean. He was strange and that he would like peel glue, like let glue dry and then peel it off and then eat it. Like how old are you when you're in third grade? She says here, do you remember that character in Peanuts, the one called Pigpen with the dust cloud and crumbs flying all around him? That was Stephen Miller at eight. Wow. An eight-year-old boy is messy. Stop the presses. It's so crazy. She also said, I remember being concerned about him, not academic, not academically, but he had such strange personal habits. He was a loner and isolated and off by himself all the time. <laughs> uh, none of this is weird. It's like, even if this is true, I, I so don't care. Eight but years the school old. District, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nonsense, but there are important implications actually here because the school district punished her. Right, placed right. her on home assignment. That's what it says here. Uh, yep, yep. So I had some people, I had a few people tweet me or email me and they were asking about the free speech implications of this. That is to say, well, should she be punished? Why not free speech? Well, think about the precedent that we're setting here in much the same way you might want confidentiality in your medical records or, or other uh, settings like that. Confidentiality in a, in a school setting is also important, particularly when we're talking about children. Right. Do you really want every teacher out there blabbering about what might be very sensitive matters about children all the time. I don't have a problem with the school district having a policy against it. I'm not aware that there's, I don't think there's any legal penalty for her that I've seen. No, it's not like they have the same kind of protection as like HIPAA or anything like that. Sure. But I mean, it sets a very strange precedent. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I can't remember 
really what I was doing at eight. This could be no. very true of me. And I'd be, I'd be like, I don't even remember. Maybe the ethics of disclosing something about a student from what, 20 years ago, 25 years ago is different than the ethics of disclosing something about a student today. But I think it is a matter of principle and precedent. Part of the ethics of being a teacher is keeping those matters of the classroom private. That, that, that should not, especially when they're being used for public ridicule. Right, right. I mean, that's, that's, that seems to me like a, a breach of teacher ethics. remarkably petty. Yeah. Um, and, you know, more importantly, kids are just weird. Like, you don't stop being an eight-year-old kid, an eight-year-old boy. They're all gross, booger-eating weirdos, every sure. single one. Yeah. I'm but sure I was doing about gross this. stuff, too. Yeah, for sure. There's nothing about this that's out of the ordinary. I also, remember peeling dry glue off your hand is super fun and everybody has done it. Yeah. I remember uh, I remember working on a project in uh I don't know what grade it was, but we were building like model colonial forts and we all had hot glue. You know, that's dangerous <laughs> if you got hot glue. And I was not a participant in this, but some of the boys just squirted hot glue onto themselves onto their hands or their forearms just to <laughs> demonstrate they were tough. Look, I can, I can, I can handle it and not tear up. I got, oh, I got God, hot glue so burning my flesh to show how tough I am. And then, of course, we also, uh, I shouldn't say we, they, those punk kids, not me, put hot glue on toothpicks and like threw them at each other <laughs> and stabbed each other with them and stuff like that. It was gnarly. Probably oh, not God. allowed these days. Hot I glue don't know. anymore? I gotta think not. I mean, when we were that age, we used to play this game called Nasty Foods when we were each other's houses, and we would make each other eat the most disgusting combination of foods that we can find in our fridge. Like I've eaten like all sorts of disgusting, like dog food, like all of it. All dog of food counts. Why, yeah, why is dog food It's called food nasty in the food. You have to eat what the person gives you. All right. And then I you never can retaliate. It's a game of strategy. Okay. Well, Talk since we're Kanye. going off the rails here, we might as well stay off the rails with Kanye. Huh? That's pretty good. That was good. Like that yeah. one. Okay. So, uh, I need to start writing these down. I need to have like a <laughs> log of all my greatest transitions. Kanye visits the White House with Jim Brown, as I mentioned. Uh, so they had this, they actually had a private lunch. So what we get to see was like the media meeting for 20 minutes before the private lunch. I've not seen any reporting on what may or may not have been said or happened at the actual private lunch that they had, but uh, there was plenty of a, of a show um, beforehand. So, Kanye and Trump spoke to the media for about 20 minutes. I've got highlights cut up and uh, I think I got the bulk of it, but you know, I mean, there was, I don't want to sugarcoat it. There was like a lot of nonsense in this too. I mean, as you'd expect, I would say like, it was like 50% nonsensical and like 30% really solid 20% yeah. neutral. So if you really, I, I haven't Thinking left in like, there, that was 100%. I think so. You went 50, 30, 20. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Uh, I've cut out a lot of the stuff that was just like rambling nonsense, which Good, I have you. to acknowledge there is there. Yeah. If you want to see it, you can find the link in the description. It's there. But this is a two minute quick highlight of um, of Kanye's meeting. People expect that if you're black, you have to be Democrat. I have a uh, I've, I've had conversations that basically said that welfare is the reason why a lot of black people end up being Democrats. You know, they try to scare me to not wear this hat, my own friends. But this hat, it gives me, it gives me power in a way. You know, my dad and my mom separated, so I didn't have a lot of male energy in my home. And also, uh, 
I'm married to a family that, um, you know, <laughs> not a lot of male energy going on. It's beautiful, though. It was. I was really hoping for just a Bruce Jenner joke there, but he didn't. He didn't go with it. Would have been that's, perfect. That's all right. You could kind of see it in his grin. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like he wasn't just talking about having a whole bunch of those sisters around. It was a little bit more in play. Something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. You made a Superman. That was, that's my favorite superhero. And you made a Superman cake. What I need Saturday Night Live to improve on and what I need the liberals to improve on is if he don't look good, we don't look good. This is our president. He has to be the freshest, the flyest, the flyest True. planes, the best factories. And we now, the reason he's referencing planes there is for, I don't know, five minutes before this, he was actually talking. Did you see the part where he's talking about the hydrogen plane? He was explaining this hydrogen plane technology to the president. Yeah. So he's not just referencing planes at random. Trump but, was a good uh, sport. It was a callback, but, the, but to something that was pretty nonsensical. Yeah. Well, I don't want to fly in a Kanye engineered or recommended plane, sure basically. Don't. But I do. Um, we'll speak about it at the end here. It's like... I, his value is not explaining hydrogen planes to me. His value is going in and telling all these journalists like, look, I don't fit. I don't fit neatly in the box you want me to fit in. Right. Deal with it. That's yeah. that's the value of it. Much like Trump himself, you know. Anyway, we have to make our core be in power. We have to bring jobs into America. One of the moves that I love that liberals tried to do. The liberal would try to control a black person through the concept of racism because they know that we are very proud, emotional people. So when I said I like Trump to like someone that's liberal, they'll say, oh, but he's racist. You think racism can control me? Oh, that don't stop me. That's an invisible wall. What about gun violence with all the debate about the Second Amendment going on? The problem is illegal guns. Illegal guns is the problem. Not, not, not legal guns. We have the right to bear arms. Trump is on his hero's journey right now. And he might not have expected to have a crazy motherfucker like Kanye West run up and uh, support. But best believe, we are going to make America great. I'll tell you what, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy right here. Let me give this guy. He's uh, like, oh, no. Right I love this guy right here. That's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean it was it was kind of cringy but like and and typically i don't care about celebrity endorsements you know but this guy not in politics we've always known that he's crazy and a lot of what he said totally true on the nose especially about the black community and people look up to him they they really do yeah i really appreciate what he's doing in terms of showing people you don't have to think the way everyone demands that you think for right. whatever reason. And I also really appreciated what he had to say about using the accusation uh, uh, of racism as a way to control other people. Saying so you yeah. think that can control me? That's an invisible wall. I'll plow, I'll plow right through it. That's a good yeah. attitude and a good lesson to have. Right. I mean, the reality about life is there's X amount of people in the world who will dislike or even hate you for any number of reasons. Racism might be a reason. Yeah. But those are largely invisible walls you got and what he said about single motherhood was really touching and inspiring too you know he was talking about how um the hillary campaign and i appreciate that he didn't shit all over hillary i think it made him he actually he, said i love hillary he said, I yeah. Love hillary. yeah. yeah. And, um, and trump even kind of grimaced a little bit right, right when right. he said that yeah but he was saying you know that campaign i'm with her it, it didn't make me feel like i can be the kind of person that's going to play catch with the sun and like i thought that was super relatable I, a lot of this was really really well done and, and of course there was some stream of consciousness rambling sure. nonsense but like this guy he's not a politician he's yeah. he's a crazy artist
He reminds me of Trump in a lot of ways that way. Like he he is the bull in the china shop type person. Yeah. And I, I love that I saw so many Vox or MSNBC articles or things that are like fact checking Kanye's claims. Like, oh, you got him. He doesn't know about this specific law from 19 whatever. You got him. He was wrong about this very specific claim. That's not the point. He's not running for anything. I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't care. And that's not really the point or the value. Nobody, Nobody's watching this. I mean, supposedly this was about prison reform and Chicago violence. But does anybody really think that Kanye is going to be the great architect of these things? No, I think he thinks these things are serious issues and he'd like to raise awareness about them. But I think yeah. even he would probably acknowledge that when it comes to putting the pen to paper and actually writing legislation or doing something about it, he's probably not that guy. He's kind of like the showman. He's the guy who's going to bring people's attention to it. Yeah, but he's not definitely. the one who's going to do the specifics. And, and, and that's honestly the way I, I look at Trump a lot, too. I, I don't I personally would not want Trump writing laws, but I think he's probably pretty good at, like, you know, getting people in line to make it happen. That sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this wasn't nearly as bad as the media made it out to be. And uh, I think that your average person can watch would watch that and, and kind of be inspired. Huh. And I don't think that everybody watched it in its totality. I mean, obviously, Fox News clipped out the most coherent parts yep. and CNN clipped out the most incoherent parts. So anybody that's getting their news from either of those sources is not getting the complete yeah. picture. But like all in all, he did pretty well. Yeah. And full disclosure, that's what I'm saying, too. When I cut this up, I cut up stuff that to me I saw value or humor in or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the stuff that to me is like, well, that's kind of babbly or rambling like I. You can use it as a demonstration that Kanye is like unqualified or incoherent or something, or you can say, well, yeah, but unqualified mm -hmm. to do what? To talk about issues in the black community. He's totally, sure. he, he grew up in a single mother household. Like he's absolutely qualified. He understands black culture. He, he can, well, he can not, talk about those things. He's qualified. He not according to the behalf. CNN panels. God, these fucking people, where were these people <laughs> when he was talking George, George Bush hates black people. Or doesn't care about black people. No, he was correct then. And the reporters yeah. actually asked him that a lot of what he was talking about with the black community there was reporters asking him about that yeah, moment yeah. specifically. And then they cut it up it. like he said it without any kind of prompting. Which that's is a true. really dishonest media tactic. They always yeah. do that. And that that's another thing I would say to people who are who think that this sounds especially crazy to your point. Yeah, it's a lot of I've noticed they do that a lot. Like they do it with Trump yeah, too. They do They'll Trump. ask they a specific Trump question. Taylor Swift thing. Like the headline was like Donald Trump, you know, dogs Taylor Swift or whatever. But that was a question from a reporter. Like, what do you think about Taylor Swift coming out and, and talking about her, her yeah. political? They act as though it's like an unprompted attack right. that it just comes out of nowhere. Well, the CNN panels, as you would expect, the CNN panels and uh, Michael Eric Dyson on MSNBC were absolutely awful <laughs> about this. So the night before Kanye actually went to the White House, I think Wednesday night, Don Lemon has his panel of Bakari Sellers and uh, what's this chick's name? Tara Setmeyer. And this is the quote that I'm sure you heard this week or the, the segment that you heard this week where they call him a token Negro. What happens when Negroes don't read? Uh, it was so this, racist. I mean, yeah, this obviously like I'm not the guy who's like waving my finger. Don't be racist. How dare you? The point is, this is a network and Don Lemon specifically and CNN more generally that sees or claims racism, you know, when you have to decode it with some magical secret language or something. Yet they are explicitly racist in their discussion yeah. in their presentation and i don't know what's more fundamentally racist than saying here's a guy who doesn't think according to what his skin color dictates that's mm -hmm. not me moralizing i'm not saying like how dare they shame on them what i'm saying is 
how can they possibly square these competing concepts in their mind where racism is the ultimate moral evil meanwhile they're judging a man for not thinking correctly according to his skin here's uh here's the segment on cnn Kanye West is what happens when Negroes don't read. Um, and, and we have this now, and now Donald Trump is going to use it and pervert it, and he's going to have somebody who can stand with him and take pictures. <laughs> Just looking at Scott's <laughs> Listen, black folks are about to you know, trade Kanye West in the racial draft, okay? They've had it with him, and he's an attention whore like the president. He's all of a sudden now the, the, the model spokesperson. He's, he's the token Negro of the, of the Trump administration. This is ridiculous, and no one should be taking Kanye West seriously. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm waiting for you to explain why what he was saying was wrong, though. Can you do that? Right. I mean, if you think Kanye West is such an idiot, as they say repeatedly, just tell me why he's wrong. Yeah. Tell me why. I mean, I guess they do. I guess that's, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I have to pick one there. Maybe that's what they're doing with the fact checking. But the point is like, the point is what he's demonstrating is you don't have to think according to, to your skin color. And they dismiss right, that right. concept. And, and who do you think is more representative of the black community, especially impoverished blacks in America, Don Lemon or Kanye West? Well, Don Lemon knows friends of Kanye's dead mom. And so Don Lemon was texting with them. And this is, I think this is especially low too, that Kanye's dead mom would be embarrassed of him. That's what Don what Lemon dick. says. It's, it is, it's pretty trashy stuff, to be honest. I'm just going to be honest, and I may get in a lot of trouble for it. I feel actually feel bad for him. What I saw was a minstrel show today. Him in oh. front of all of these white people, mostly white people, embarrassing himself and embarrassing Americans, but mostly African Americans, because every, every one of them is sitting either at home or with their phones watching this cringing. This was an embarrassment. Kanye's mother is rolling over in her grave. I spoke to one of her friends today or texted with one of her friends today from Chicago, Donda's friends. I used to live there. I know him. She said Donda would be would would be embarrassed by this. Yeah, you know that who also outrageous. used to live there and knows them? Kanye. I'll let Kanye uh -huh. speak for his upbringing and yeah, who he and knows and all this. Yeah, and then he's going to talk about how Kanye is not a representative for the black community, but Don Lemon is. Isn't he half white or something like that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what his so racial So he's a is. representative of the black community, this rich journalist that panders to white leftist elitists, like one drop Don over here. Fuck that guy. <laughs> then you got to, so this was the other thing. They, they, they call him a race traitor effectively. And we'll hear some more of that from Michael Eric Dyson in a moment. But the other angle a lot of these critics are going with is, well, um, Kanye is clearly mentally unwell. Right, He's mentally right. deficient. He has some kind of mental problem. Essie Cup speaks to this effect uh, in a CNN panel as well. All jokes aside, I thought that was really sad. I think you had there a man who's clearly not okay and a president who's willing to exploit that. Hmm. And worse, to exploit that under the auspices of race relations and um, black communities, joblessness, mental health, all the things that ended up in this bucket of issues that were sort of addressed in this free-for-all. I don't know that any of them were very well served. Hmm. Okay. So if he doesn't get in line, he's mentally unwell. It's it's just so condescending. I mean, he's talked about his struggle with mental health. He was 5150 a few years back or something like that. 
Um, I know he, um, yeah, he's, he, it was recently as like a couple of years ago. Or but like, because somebody has that, a struggle yeah. with a mental health issue, nothing that they say can ever be taken seriously unless it politically aligns with you. Like, right. I mean, this is the same place that is all, I mean, a lot of these people are of the perspective that you need to destigmatize these things. You need to, you know, treat them as though they are not, uh, you don't have to condemn a person over their mental health issues. That right. Sort of and thing. I know that he They're, talked about that because he's talked about, um, how there's a huge stigma with mental health in the black community. People never talk about their mental health issues. And I think that's yeah. really why he talked about it publicly. And now they're using it. Um, they're, they're, they're just using it to, to take him out. It's, it's such yeah. a, a cruel thing to do. Let me put it this way. If Kanye got up on his own platform and delivered a similar, similar Kanye style rant that was about hatred for Trump, and it was similarly kind of off on tangents and not fully they call it brilliant. coherent, yeah. it would not, the mental illness would not be the, the term used on CNN. I love how Don Lemon said menstrual show too. I had to look this up because I thought, it's, I thought it's menstrual, but he yeah. like clearly says menstrual. That's why I thought I was like, he didn't say, I thought he said menstrual. So I was like, is he making fun of women? <laughs> uh, but then I had to look it up. It's like, oh, minstrel. But it sounds like he said menstrual. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Menstrual show. It's like that uh, period blood painting that we saw with, um, with BuzzFeed. That was a menstrual show. Oh, God. <laughs> It literally was, now, yeah. Then we get Michael Eric Dyson. Remember, this is the guy who just... This I don't, was I maybe don't, the worst. I don't know. I don't like to accuse people of trying to sound smart. Most of the time, I think that's a dumb criticism uh, because you should actually take on a person's argument. But Michael Eric Dyson is always just throwing in $5 words. The, the, the capacity of his audacity to struggle <laughs> with his humanity. You know how he speaks like that? He's not really saying anything. Yeah. He's just kind of speaking in this preachery, pastory I don't know, whatever style he's doing that here, but he coins this phrase white supremacism by ventriloquism. So Kanye West is just a black dummy, you know, being controlled by his white puppet masters spouting off the lines that they want him to say. Kanye, we as African-American people cannot stand idly by while you give cover to a man who has proved to be a white supremacist. This is white supremacy by ventriloquism. A black mouth is moving, but white racist ideals are, are flowing from Kanye West's mouth. Kanye West is engaging in one of the most nefarious practices yet. A black body and brain are the warehouse for the articulation and expression of anti-black sentiments that have been chin-checked by people with far more rigorous credentials. Uh-huh. What? Okay. White supremacy by ventriloquism. Um... Is he? I'm. I'm trying to actually be fair to him. Is he saying there's a such thing as white ideas and black ideas? Am I to conclude that? Is that? I mean, the the whole concept of of ventriloquism does suggest that, right? He says it was a it was a black body and mind articulating white racist ideals. Does that mean that only s some white ideals are racist, or does that mean that there's like a set of white ideals that are uniquely white? Yeah, that, that seems to be what what he's saying. Okay. Um, was he wearing the bow tie? Who, was who wearing a bow tie? Dyson? Was he? No, he has a regular tie. It's kind of like, I can put it back up here. It's like blue and gold. You see that still frame? Okay. Never mind. Uh, okay. Well, I was, I was just, 
That's just... I was trying to identify some of the themes of all this commentary here, and it's and it's. I mean, we've kind of gone over it, but the themes that run through all of this: black people must think a certain way or be race traitors. Yeah. Okay, that's a theme. Uh, those who disagree with me may be mentally ill. Like it's not it's not that they disagree with my worldview philosophy; it's that they're mentally ill. There is such a thing as white thoughts and black thoughts. Again, from anti-racist people. Um, fundamentally, all of these people are mad that a black man is not behaving or thinking or speaking according to how his skin color dictates. I cannot get over this. How is this anti-racism? Right, right. And he doesn't uh, he doesn't have the normal protections, like the normal minority protections. He's he is a, a mentally ill man. He's talked about his mental illness and he is a black man. And they're like, when when the concern of the left is minority status and ableism yeah. and all these things, but they don't give a shit about this if yeah. you're conservative. It is a great exposure of how their supposed care and coddling of minorities is simply a front to perpetuate their worldview, their ideology at all costs. It's the same thing with the feminist roundhouse kicker guy. Yeah. Like, oh, I care about women until they disagree with me, in which case right. I kick them. And they do this all the time. Minorities get thrown under the bus all the time if they don't agree. Like that old lady in Portland I was talking about in my last video. Old yeah. woman, disabled, happens yeah. not to agree with the mob, so they toss her under the bus too. Yep. Yep. All She's of a sudden, pathetic. it was just, ugh. None of your intersectionalities matter if you do not uphold the ideology first. It is ideology first, everything else second, and everything else, any claim right. otherwise is a facade. And that should show people that the left doesn't actually care about any of these things. They only care about them insofar as their protections for their own abhorrent belief system. Hmm. Well, should we get into Hillary or should we take a break? That might take a weak transition. Weak transition. I didn't. uh, (laughs) I don't know. What's. I I can't even think of one on the spot now. Bail me out. We should probably do super chats, right? Let's do some super chats. Yeah. Uh, All right. This is JVDo9061. I'll get to more super chats, but. First, uh, you're aware of the market uncertainty. You need to make sure you're financially diverse. That's why I talked to the folks at Birch Gold <laughs> to invest in precious metals. Thank you, JV Dude. We Thank you. Uh, Tim, Tim K. Matt, do you have plans to host any more debates in your channel? The few years that I've seen, or the few of yours that I've seen in the past, were really impressive. Uh, you slaughtered almost on a Shapiro level. Would love to see some more of that. We haven't done that in a long time, oh. and it's always low hanging fruit like. Um, that lesbian whose name I forget. Uh, the man lesbian. Oh, oh River God. Gibbs. No, the other one. Um, oh, who's the man lesbian besides River Gibbs? Oh my Gibbs? God, how am I forgetting this? He's got <laughs> long hair. He was on our show because of my my racist tweet. Oh, 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 uh, uh, Spino. That's, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. We should um, do it no, again. Th- yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, um... Yeah, I haven't done a debate live on my channel for like a year now, to be honest. Yeah. And it's not because I'm avoiding them. Uh, I actually would like to participate in them more. But, you know, I do the invites or the invitations. If if I was invited onto another platform, I would participate as well. But the invitations are, I don't know, my email inbox is kind of a ghost town with respect to those. And I do, when I have a public disagreement with somebody, I do invite onto my platform. Rarely is that accepted. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not optimistic that it's going to happen frequently, but not because I'm trying to shy away from it because it's getting these people to discuss is very difficult. It is. I mean, I don't know how Tucker does it all the time. He has a he's few people that he people. recycles. I think he, I think, I think he's got to pay them or something. There's one guy I, I saw this week, this blockheaded dude who I saw on judge Janine on Hannity 
and on Tucker. I'm like, this guy just gets paid to be a Fox News punching bag. I think that they mm. just have people they pay in rotation. I don't want to pay anybody for that, though. Anyway, thanks, dude. Uh, Big Red Doggy, I'm sending this to apologize to Matt for giving him anger issues before tonight's show. <laughs> I was telling you about the gun control video I watched oh, before. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's where I got he it. Was really he linked pissed. it to me. Yeah, I made it like a third of the way through. Thank you. Thanks. Big LC says the N word was used to refer to a black man on CNN and they all laughed quick. Someone called Jared Holt. Don Lemon needs a hit piece right now. Yeah. Yeah. Where's right wing watch on this? Yeah. Could you imagine if Alex Jones or someone like that ripped a black guy for not thinking the black way? Right. Or even said like, it's because he doesn't read like it didn't. Yeah. 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 This is an example of a black guy who doesn't read. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, they would just get slammed for that. Thanks, Elsie. The mighty sumo, Don Lemon is just pissy because Sean King is more black than he is. <laughs> um, actually, Could I saw true. in the super chat or in the live chat, um, Don Lemon is more than half black. He mm. comes from, he's like got some Congolese and something like that in him. Um, and I don't mean in his butt. Uh, <laughs> but he's he comes from like French Creole descent. So he's Gay! really mixed uh, Tway says Matt and I once made love, but all of his cries of hex and hammer me. Oh my God. I know he was thinking of sticks. That is so gay. That's true. I, I have, uh, I have to acknowledge I've been name dropping sticks a lot on our streams, but that's because yeah. I happen to watch a lot of sticks and I know that you do too. I do. I yeah. wake up to a sticks video almost every day. No, oh, see, um, you're the one who's having that actually having the secret sticks fantasies. Moving on. Waking, waking up to sticks videos. I do. I wake up and I drink my coffee and I see what Sticks wow. has to say. I don't watch all three usually, though. Uh, Boogeyman917. So what you're saying is, Hillary, you're just a sore loser. The cognitive dissonance is strong with this one. I know. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, BB, big donation, says, just love. Thank you. Well, BB. thanks, BB. Uh, Snack 8 Sargon is currently going insane. Also, have you heard of Philip DeFranco scamming people who want mental help? Even PewDiePie is talking about it. Uh, huh. Yeah, I don't think he did it on purpose. And it pains me to say that because I hate Philip DeFranco. Um, but I think he just took an ill-advised um, advertisement deal. And probably is this that thing that that um, Worski was involved in too? Yeah, but I think Worski came out and was like, "Oh, this was a mistake." Yeah, yeah. I don't think that there was no nefarious. But it's basically some advertiser that was shady that got a hold of all these YouTubers. Is that what happened? Well, it better help. It's it's people that do online therapy, but like the therapists aren't credentialed mm. or something i don't even know the specifics of this i i can't deliver remember this when, it, when remember when that what was that app that got a hold of all those youtubers candid, year? candid yeah and it was yeah. like a, secretly a censorship ai development app yeah yeah mm. that was really bad i don't think it was that bad and i don't know what sargon is currently doing so i can't open on that either i don't know either um pg says cheers matt and blonde here's a tip just the tip <laughs> i swear thank you gross Alessandra Cortaro, blonde, you asked if feminists worry about men they know being falsely accused. They don't. They were raised without fathers. Their bad personalities drive husbands away, and they don't worry about sons because they abort them. That wow. is true. Holy that cow. Is on the nose. Yeah. On the nose. Thank you, Alessandro. Uh, Kilted well, Bear. Wait, how did they conceive the sons, though? That's my only question. I don't know. They have one night stands with alpha chads because that's really what all women want, even if they say they want a sweet, sensitive man. Hmm. Uh, Kilted Bear, we have a witch, Blasey Ford. May we burn her? Yes. Did you see that there's like a group of witches that are now organizing to cast a spell on Kavanaugh? They're called a coven, Scat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. It's okay. want to be fair to all witches on this program. I know, right? 
uh, Albertus Magnus 44 Halloween costumes, blonde, uh, Yaman Janice Rand from Star Trek The Next Generation. I don't even know who that is because I'm a TNG gal. I'm sorry. Matt, generic. Well, isn't that TNG? Didn't he say TNG? He said TOS, the original series. Oh, sorry. Okay. Which I know virtually nothing about. Gotcha. I I'm never going to get Matt on board for a Star Trek costume. It's never going to happen. Yeah. I, I'll definitely throw up whatever veto power I might have. Unless we have uh, the subsequent football themed year, which I would never allow. I don't. Uh, yeah. I mean, we want to, you want to have both people having fun with it. And I, I don't think you'd have fun with, with football. Anyway, what was he saying for me? Sorry. You would just be a red shirt crewman. Oh, from Star Trek. Yeah, 100% veto. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it, man. Beer me too, Brett. Usually vote mixed party straight red for this one. Sorry for the low donation. Lots of medical bills recently. Was reaching for a beer at the bottom of the fridge and Eric Holder kicked my teeth in. Oh, no. Oh. Don't ever Did apologize for supporting too, this show, though. My God. Yeah. Thank you so that's, much. Anything that's you throw away, we really appreciate it. Thank you, dude. Uh, Dontel Williams, did you guys see the false rape story at Seneca Valley School? I think five girls gonna, lied about it. We're going to talk, talk about, about it later. Yep. Yep. Rainer Chen, the termination of Amzal AI is just another is just another example of progressive politics deviating from facts. Yeah. Um, Google tried AI on maps to route people, route people away from dangerous neighborhoods, but had to shut it down because of racism. <laughs> I, I could see how that would play out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's wow. do a few more. Sure. Albertus Magnus 44 today. I saw a guy wearing a Kaepernick jersey. This is a microaggression. I'm triggered. Why is no one there to defend me? Bummer. Oh. That guy must be dedicated, whoever is still wearing it, though. I know. I know. After the story blew over. Um, Matthew Vacari, what if I told you to change each letter of the word mob to the next letter of the alphabet? Oh, my brain. I can't do that. And. C. Dun, 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 dun. You earned it. I got it. It's just like the meme from earlier in the show. Uh, Pacific Underground. I've been dating a bit recently, but seeing signs of Trump derangement syndrome in oh, some no. nice ladies. And they're not like nice ladies, dude. I don't want that to be a deal breaker. So how would you recommend bringing them towards the center? I mean, that is a deal breaker. Well, I think... Uh... If, if you don't want it to be a deal breaker, you could feel it out for how open-minded this person is. If they're, if they're like fully yeah. blue haired, you're probably out. But if it's a person or how who's, young they are, because I think yeah. if they're under 25 or so, you might have a good chance of conversion, but just tell them how it's going to be like, and be out there like straight up with your political philosophies and be like, listen, if this is a problem for you, or you're going to permeate the relationship with your idiotic feminism and Trump derangement syndrome, then I'm going to pump and dump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you get, you know, a nice little reward before you get out of there for sure. Don't, don't Terrible leave empty advice. handed. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't bang um, any crazy ladies. They're no, going to be you. I, uh, I'm not opposed as we've talked about many times. I think you should, um, you should talk about deep, meaningful life philosophy and life goals early on. If she is available to, uh, if she's open-minded about some of those things and you feel optimistic that you can work with it, go, go for it. That said, I, I would want the timeline to be relatively short. You know, you'd have to kind of play that by ear and figure it, figure it out as you go. But I wouldn't want to be rehashing these disagreements like a year from now. That kind right, of thing. right, yeah. Um, downskated. The case with the Saudis is the only time you'll hear liberal journalists talk about the evils of Saudi Arabia, mm. but make no mention of the religion of peace. Um, but still, a journalist there on that. That's true. Mm. That's true. Uh, last one for right now. 
Uh, this is Tom Tribute. Just discovered you guys a month ago, and I'm happy to say that you're my new favorite podcast. Wow. Take my shekels. We will take well, your thank shekels. thank you. Thank you so much, Tom, and thank you for tuning in. I'm going to clear out one uh, Streamlabs before we move on. Uh, Rich Ben says, still can send a super chat, but I guess that's probably... Oh, still can't, I assume you mean. I don't know why. It must be some glitch with your account or something. Um, Another great show. Also got that sleepy-eyed son of a bitch, Chuck Todd. Oh, he has nothing on you guys. Much appreciated. Uh, Oh, I guess I was wrong about Philly D. Unrelated Coma just told me Philip DeFranco merged his personal company with this shady company and then went to the agents that handle YouTubers to get them signed up. It's a pyramid. So he, so he was, Uh, he was more more involved than I, than I thought. Interesting. Okay. Keep it. I apologize guys. I guess I'm not up on the better help thing. I just don't. I haven't followed this at all. All right. We're good. Okay. Uh, All right. So Hillary is back in the news on Tuesday, Hillary. Well, she's, she's uh, actually at Oxford university, but this interview aired on Tuesday. Hillary is at Oxford university to unveil a statue of Eleanor Roosevelt during a two day program, honoring the 70th anniversary of the universal declaration of human rights. And so Christian Amanpour of CNN fame heads over to do like a half hour interview with Hillary A couple of noteworthy pieces from this interview. One, Hillary says, just say no to civility with the Republican Party or conservatives more generally. Two can play at this game, you haggard bitch. (laughs) And Hillary also says the accusations of uh, sexual misconduct against her husband, Bill, are way different, a.k.a. way, I guess, less compelling well, wasn't meaningful. she only speaking about Monica? She didn't say anything about, you know, Paula Jones, Juanita Broderick or Kathy. I mean, the question Hillary was general or maybe it wasn't. You might be right. She said the incident in 98. So I she guess said she was a consensual. So maybe she just responded with. Yeah, I guess if you want to be as fair as possible, the question might have been specific to Monica. But but Amanpour doesn't use Monica's name. She just says, are you prepared to defend your husband's record? Let's listen to what she says and decide how specific it is. It's, it's, it's not quite as specific as what about Monica? You know, here's uh, Amanpour and Hillary. Do you see any way, even a conservative thing who I was speaking of yesterday said the only way to repair America is to try to get back to some civility and to try to make it that even if we have political disagreements, we're not going to war with each other. We're not trying to destroy each other. Well, certainly I would love to see us return to civility, listening to one another, uh, working out our differences. That is not the Republican Party that exists today, and that is certainly not the administration that we have in power right now. You cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. But until then, the only thing that the Republicans seem to recognize and respect is strength. You say that you're going to talk about the difficulties that your husband went through, that you went Mm -hmm. through. Obviously, you're going to be prepared to have questions about that moment in 1998, the impeachment, um, Mm -hmm. the allegations of sexual harassment Mm -hmm. against your own husband. But but she says the allegations of sexual harassment against your own husband. Um, It's not not, sexual harassment. There's an allegation of straight up forcible rape that's very, very credible. So I think this question goes beyond just Monica, if I'm going to interpret Yeah, it. but I mean, I hate that they treat Juanita Broderick in particular like her story is so ridiculous that they that they won't even address it. Hmm. It's like, of all the stories, hers is clearly the most credible. 
Let's hear what Hillary says. Prepared to answer those questions? Is he prepared to answer them? And how do you see that similar or different from what President Trump is being accused of and Kavanaugh and others today? Well, there's a very significant difference, uh, and that is the intense, long-lasting, partisan investigation that was conducted in the 90s. If, in the 90s. Um, you know, the Republicans, starting with President Trump on down, uh, want uh, a comparison, they should welcome such an investigation themselves. Okay, so the question was not necessarily Monica-specific, but... Uh, the answer, I think, was Monica specific, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, she can't she can't bring up Juanita Broderick. She's she's been going doing the, the right wing circuits. And it's clear that her story is true. Also, she was found by an aide that she had worked with for five years because she missed um, a meeting that they were going to. She found her like clothes ripped, lip bleeding. Yeah, I was I was reading about Broderick's case today in preparation for this. So several friends. So Juanita Broderick's claim generally is that she was working for bill clinton's gubernatorial campaign in arkansas back in the late 70s i think he invites yeah. her to coffee at the hotel room they go up to his well, it hotel was to room. talk about uh i think she was working for a nursing home something like she owned a nursing home something like that she was uh, volunteering for his campaign too yeah but but he wanted to talk about funding for sure. her project and then yeah. like he had his aide she he had her call the office and the aide was like meet him at the hotel and then he had the aide caller again say, like, the hotel uh, is too busy. There are too many reporters. So just uh, come up to my room. We'll just have coffee. Yeah. And then uh, the rape happened. Yeah. Yeah. And to put this in the perspective of, like, the Ford allegations of the, of the recent month or so, uh, the last month or so, Juanita Broderick, Broderick had several friends back her story, including one who says she found her. Who, she found Juanita with her, as you mentioned, with her upper lip upper lip puffy and blue appearing to have been hit the friend said broderick told her at the time she had been raped two additional friends say the same thing we don't have conclusive proof nobody really knows what happened in that room for sure but for bill clinton and juanita broderick but consider this story in the context of the blossy ford standard which right. is just believe right. all women clearly this has at least a, another level of credibility beyond Ford's story. Yet this stuff is treated as though it's right, and it there's never also happened, irrelevant, whatever. They can always point to like why didn't she come forward? I mean, he really was truly powerful. Could have just ended her business, and then later she saw what happened to Jennifer Flowers and these other women, and she was like, "I cannot go through that. I'm not strong enough to go through that." And I can see that from her perspective. Like I. I truly believe her. Yeah. I would like I would like to hear Hillary explain more. Uh, what is the standard by which you say you believe Christine Blasey Ford, but you do not don't, believe, don't believe Juanita Broderick? Juanita Broderick. If, if she could explain to me an objective standard for how she reaches that conclusion, all right, fair enough. I am left to try to guess what that might be, and I can't. I, I can't think of a standard that makes what she's saying make sense. Now, if she's speaking specifically to the Monica stuff, I mean... <laughs> Imagine what had happened. Uh, imagine what happened with Monica happened in like a corporate environment of any kind. Let's say there was like a business CEO who had, uh, you know, had pulled an intern into his office. What happened happened, lied about it later. It would be grounds for this person to be removed from his job. And I think all of these Me Too people would be very enthusiastic about doing that. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying like should have been impeached, shouldn't have. I don't know. What I'm saying is by today's standards, 
Bill Clinton right. would absolutely be a goner in, in pretty much any in any business environment. Well, they pull this like position of power shit all the time. I mean, I, I don't even know that it matters that she that she was a consenting adult, which is something else that Hillary claims in that interview. It's it's irrelevant. irrelevant. Well, these are the same people who often argue too. It's like the Matt Lauer case, because as I understand, the allegations right. against Matt Lauer were actually for consensual interactions too. It's just that, ooh, I'm big powerful Matt Lauer. I have all the power here at NBC. Therefore, there can't truly be a consensual interaction. That is, is what such a, lot a of these stupid, stupid standard because men with power are more sexually attractive to women. Sure. It's like, how can you possibly even say that? Hmm. Uh, it's just it's just idiotic. I mean, that's not a standard they should have, but but they can't enforce it without it being applicable to all of their own debauchery. So explain to me a little bit more on your agreement or maybe agreement with Hillary on the civility claim. I mean, I that first part that she says before she launches into how, you know, Democrats need to win. Um, you know, I and we talk about this at length. I talked about this in my last video. I don't know how we can have a cohesive society how we can have civility with one another when my fundamental rights are being encroached upon my, my most important, my most treasured belief system or treasured beliefs are being encroached upon by leftists that want to take away my way of life. Like I don't know how we can retain civility in that situation. The difference between what I'm saying and what she's saying is that what I'm saying is true and people on the <laughs> sure. right are not trying to take away freedoms and rights from people well, on the left. That that would be the explanation I would like to ask from her. Yeah, because I do agree if you don't share fundamental foundational values, probably can't share a country. That's very and it sounded like do. that's what she was talking about. initially. Sure. I mean, yeah. And on yeah. that premise, I can I can I mean, I'm not going to endorse her like her claim or her idea that civility should be tossed out until they get power. But I am saying that I, I understand what you and she means by by right. saying we don't share values that's not a solid foundation on which and to it build was a country, just textbook but... projection after that she says like the right only understands force and power that's what the left only yeah. understands their Let's ideas are their ideas are so great they constantly have to be enforced upon you, you right know? right everything it's just, it's just that projection. seems like their entire worldview is all about top-down federally enforced everything <laughs> i know uh, but I would I, I I'd like to hear her in good faith even explain to me how, what explain to me how the modern Republican Party has turned its back on the foundational values of this country and the modern Democratic Party hasn't because like you I actually see it the opposite right I see that I see foundational Bill of Rights values that I reference all the time as threatened primarily from the left not from the right I do agree that potentially these two parties or philosophical wings might have some incompatibility as it stands. But my view like yours is that the current state of the Republican Party are conservatives or libertarians even more aligned with the foundational values of this country than the current state of the left. And her stance was much more proactive. I think the right really latched onto this because of the term civility, because the implication there is that violence is a necessity for order. Um, and I've never taken that stance. I think that violence is somewhat inevitable, but I will only endorse it to the extent that it's a reaction to something that's yeah. already happened to people on the right. I'm not like go out there and try to regain civility through violence, which seems sure. to be what she's saying. Also, I mean, <laughs> a simple reading of what she's saying is like, we're going to keep being uncivil until we win, but then trust us, we'll be nice to you once we're in yeah. power. Like, what? Yeah. No, how about you earn power? How about right. that? Part of the right. way you earn power is by being civil. 
not yeah. being not throwing childish tantrums every time you lose, which I seems like a popular I saw I don't know if it was official Republican Party political campaign material or not, but if it's not, they need to go on this right away. It it was a campaign for a politician or something, but the slogan was jobs not mobs. I thought, wow, that is fantastic. Who you need Republicans need to be running on this right now, jobs not mobs. Maybe they yeah. already are. I didn't I don't remember where I saw it, but whoever thought of that, great. That's Honestly, the Democrats should be running on that too, but they are, they are the party of mobocracy, no matter what Don Lemon and Brooke Baldwin will tell you right now. Uh, Eric Holder, former Attorney General Eric Holder, had comments, controversial comments this week that were of similar theme. He was referencing Michelle Obama's famous quote from years past that when they go low, they being Republicans, we go high. And he said, no, nah, screw that. When they go low, we'll just kick them. Here's Eric Holder. Michelle always says, Michelle Obama, I love her, you know, she and my wife like really tight, um, which always scares me and Barack. Um, but Michelle always says that, you know, when they go low, we go high. No, no. When they go low, we kick what this new democratic party is about we're proud as hell to be democrats we're willing to fight for the ideals of the democratic party hmm. he uh holder tweeted because this of course got a bunch of backlash he tweeted okay stop the fake outrage i'm obviously not advocating violence in fact, when I was AG, violent crime in the U.S. was historically low. I'm saying Republicans are undermining our democracy and Democrats need to be tough, proud, and stand up for the values we believe in. Um, no apology, just sort of clarifying. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm going to get some flack for this, but like, I just didn't find this that offensive. Hmm. Well, I have to be consistent in that. I do think that the distinction between just political fiery political language and incitement to violence is an important one to maintain. Now, if he was out there saying, all right, we're going to organize a mob right now. We are actually going to go kick them where we see them. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, what I, here's what I'm saying. I don't see a way to throw holder under the bus entirely here without throwing a broad category of speech under the bus that I'm a little bit uncomfortable with doing that. That's that said, I am, of course, aware and increasingly uncomfortable with the degree to which generally violent rhetoric is accepted and encouraged on the left. I yeah. mean, that's, that got applause. There was, no, there was no hesitation to clap for what he's saying. And you can talk about, you know, is it metaphorical? Is he talking about kicking them metaphorically? Perhaps. Not? It was ill-advised at a minimum. I mean, but when comparatively uh, with Hillary's statement, hers was clearly more insidious and much more of a car a hmm. call to arms a specific call to arms i would say hmm. i mean the reality is that there are plenty of people who agree with eric holder again i'm not saying he's directing them it's not it's not quite that explicit but in the context of all these antifa mobs running around and literally kicking people they disagree with we saw more they, they're attacking yeah. proud boys in new york city over the weekend because gavin gave a speech and all that we, we live in a country in which it is becoming increasingly acceptable to kick people over political disagreements, punch a Nazi, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not happy about this sort of thing. But anyway, um, you want to talk about the feminist song? Yeah, I'm worried my roast is burning. I'm smelling it like a... Do you want to take a quick break and I'll run through, through some super chats if you need? No, it's okay. I'm just going to have to text my husband and make sure that okay. he's <laughs> 
<laughs> make him do cooking work. Well, my mom's here too, so I kind oh, of that's right. both on it. But I've been working on this roast all day, and if it gets burned, my head is going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, tune in, everybody. It should be a good one. Uh, should we take a break, or should we um, do the scary um, feminist song? I would say let's do the song first, so then we can take okay. another break. So the... <laughs> There's this viral feminist song this week about it's sarcastic about, oh, what a scary time for men. Not really. It's not scary at all. But it was prompted by Trump speaking with reporters earlier about Kavanaugh and Trump saying, listen, I remember when it was innocent until proven guilty. This is a scary time for men. Now your life can be ruined by a false allegation. This is what Trump had to say that prompted the song. It's a very scary situation where you're guilty until proven innocent my whole life my whole life i've heard you're innocent until proven guilty but now you're guilty until proven innocent it's a very scary time for young men in america when you can be uh guilty of something that you may not be guilty of what's happening here has much more to do than even the appointment of a supreme court justice I think you and I fundamentally agree with those sentiments. We've been talking about it for weeks here. Yep. This prompted... Uh, why, why are people mad about this? Because it's not scary for men at all. It's scary for women, always. Such is the sentiment of young Lindsay Lab. I guess is her name. She teaches uh, dance at Texas State University. She wrote and performed this song called A Scary Time and posted it to YouTube. It has over a million views since its posting last Sunday. Wow. This thing caught fire this week. This is uh, this is Lindsay's song about uh, this being a scary time for men. Hi, I wrote a song and it goes like this. I can't walk to my car late at night while on the phone. I can't open up my windows when I'm home alone. I can't go to the bar without a chaperone. I can't wear a mini skirt if it's the only one I Bill. own. I can't use public transportation after 7 p.m. I can't be brutally honest when you slide into my DMs. I can't go to the club just to dance with my friends. And I can't ever leave my drink unattended. But it sure never is a scary anyway. time for boys. Yeah, gentlemen, band together, make some noise. It's really tough when your reputation's on the line. And any woman you've assaulted could turn up anytime. Mm, yeah, that's the fear. All the women that I've assaulted, yeah. they could turn up anytime. That's the problem. All right. There's a little bit more. This is tragic. Living in an apartment if it's on the first floor. I can't be wearing something. No one can. Answer the door. I can't have another drink, even if I want more. And I can't make you feel invalid, unseen, or ignored. I can't jog around the city with headphones on my ears. I can't speak out against my rapist after 35 years. I can't be taken seriously if I'm holding back tears. And I can't ever speak earnestly about all these fears it's not such a scary time for boys they've always had the upper hand they've always had a choice it's time for women to rise up use our collective voice the data votes november 6th so let's go make some noise uh go vote the worst part about <sighs> this is that she would be a pretty girl next door type if she didn't dike out her hair so badly great voice i think she's probably a charming girl and she's like, got some talent shame. for this i know it's it's it's, it's somebody who tragic. yeah somebody who would be probably quite the catch were she not poisoned by this mental <laughs> I just, this mental poison of feminism unfortunately so yeah i that was the first thing i thought when i saw it too um another woman ruined by feminism 
<sighs> Such a shame. I can just I do see have... her with some nice bangs and some long brown hair and keeping her mouth shut. So <laughs> Baking amazing. some cookies, you yeah. know. Um, as far as the songs, uh, the songs reasoning, you want to talk about victims of violence. Men are disproportionately victims of many types yep. of violence. I looked yep. up this, the statistics before the show. 79% of global murders, 80% of U.S. murders are men. Wow, really? Yeah. Jeez. So the idea that men can just be free and walk out not ever victimized physically is not true. Now, that's not to say that women are not inherently at a physical disadvantage. More on that in a moment. Uh, also, the notion that due process or presumption of innocence is sexist, it's not. It actually protects men and women the same. Believing a gender over evidence is sexist. Right. That's what's actually sexist. Uh, to the point that women are inherently disadvantaged physically. Um, Duh. That's Don't you want just, a gun then, bitch? That's just a biological reality. But that's another reason, ironically and unfortunately for her, that we need healthy male-female relationships. Yeah, exactly. Men exactly. protect women. So when you toss men under the bus like this, it actually makes women like yourself more vulnerable, not less, because you don't have a good man protecting yeah. you. Okay. And I, I had another problem with that. It was also half those things were just a list of things that neither gender should do. You know, well, like uh, you should never leave your drink unattended if you're a man or a woman. And how much of an inconvenience? They're just bad practices. It's just yeah. bad practice. <laughs> also, living on a first floor, you know, men also get murdered and robbed. Yeah. Nobody should do that either. Uh, you also shouldn't be opening the door to strangers when you're in your pajamas if you're a dude. Yeah. Especially if you live on a first floor, sketchy part of a building like, in the inner city or something. Yeah. Men also shouldn't be running at night with their headphones on in a city. The fundamentally too, and this kind of is related to your point that it's bad practice for anyone, but why is it either or like, why would women being victimized mean that men aren't? So, right. I mean, is it not the case that bad men victimize women? That happens. Bad women also victimized men, victimized men. I can grant basically every point that she's making here and say, yes, uh, rape or abuse of women is bad. You know, what's also bad false rape accusations against men, but they're both bad. Yeah. So and I, I, I don't interpret Trump's comments of it's a it's a tough time for boys to mean, well, women have it so easy all the time. Right. It just means that, like, we are imposing undue difficulty upon men in this country without good reason for doing this is that. why complementarianism is. Is that the word I was looking for? Is that even a word? It's so important between the genders. We shouldn't be competitive. We should be bringing what we're best at. Yeah. into the sphere so that genders can coexist. It's not like there's this much victimization to go around women yeah. deserve this much it's like that's not how we should be thinking about this we should not be being competitive with men in any realm mm. god it's so stupid the last thing i had to consider her points here are just how many just how common or how prevalent false allegations are we had the super chat about this case earlier this is recent stuff uh in um pennsylvania Five mean girls, the complaint against them in court calls them mean girls, like the movie. They all smeared a high school boy with false sexual assault claims. This group of five high school girls confessed to targeting a boy with these false sexual assault allegations just because, quote, they didn't like him. The boy's parents have filed a lawsuit for unspecified damages. The girls made uh, these false allegations on two occasions, according to the lawsuit. Uh, the boy was fired from his job at the swimming pool, given detention in a juvenile facility, de uh, detention at home, and is now being homeschooled, apparently suffering from mental health problems. Another case to consider, and again, these are just recent, 
A guy was suspended at UC Santa Barbara for an assault that, according to the witnesses, didn't happen. A female student claimed a male student assaulted her as they slept next to each other one night after drinking. Just a few feet away, the man's girlfriend and roommate were talking and neither heard or saw anything corroborating the woman's claims. The school suspended him anyway, but the suspension was overruled by a judge, said the judge, quote, here a university held a hearing to determine whether a a student violated its student code of conduct noticeably absent was even a semblance of due process when the accused does not receive a does not receive a fair hearing. Neither does the accuser. Good. There's another case uh, at uh, UC Davis. A male student has spent $12,000 in legal defenses after a female student has admitted, uh, uh, or after he had admittedly consensual sex with a female student. And she later changed her mind about the interaction. So statements from both students described the interaction as light consensual touching in October, 2017. That's it? Yes, according to both of them. In February 2018, James, the male in this case, received an email from the school's Title IX office saying he was the subject of a sexual assault investigation. The investigation lasted until May. So, you know, three months. James was found innocent. Even though he was found innocent, he lost months of his life and thousands of dollars to defend himself Jeez. legally from these claims. The, uh, the reporters over at the Daily Wire have compiled some 35 documented false sexual assault allegations. Most of these that I was looking at are dated within the last 10 years. This is not something that rarely happens. In fact, it quite frequently happens in high profile cases. And again, that doesn't mean that I disbelieve women by default or I believe men by default. It just means that I want to see some evidence for claims that are made because I'm not willing to ruin a man's life over accusations that do this frequently. Or a child's life. Or... (laughs) I hate to laugh, but this story is so silly. It's Thank so you absurd. For, as soon as I heard this, me. I was like, some New York liberal white woman has gone full circle with this Me Too shit <laughs> on a black kid. It's like these groups cannibalizing each other. It's hilarious. So uh, this happened at a Brooklyn deli this week. A woman accused a nine-year-old boy of grabbing her ass. She even called 911 over the incident. She called... She called emergency personnel because a nine-year-old like 50 murders backed up. Yeah. What do you want, bitch? And yeah, to your point, this is New York city. This is not like podunk Nebraska or something like that. They got stuff to do in New York city. I imagine surveillance footage shows the boy's backpack simply grazed her as he walked by. Here's a local news story on what happened. In this case, a nine-year-old black child was accused of sexually assaulting a white woman at a Brooklyn deli. Tonight, this viral story has been proven wrong. No, I want the cops here right now. A heated exchange erupts outside a Flatbush deli on Wednesday afternoon. A white woman who was purchasing something inside makes the claim that a young black child sexually assaulted her. It prompts her to call 911. Witnesses insist the boy simply walked by her, brushing her backside with his oh, backpack. Was he crying? That's why I hate to laugh because you can hear the little Poor boy little actually guy. crying. Yeah. Like this cracker ass bitch. But I can't believe this lady is on the line with 911 saying, That's right, he grabbed my ass. Somebody get down here. Someone send the NYPD down here. What are they going to do? Arrest this boy? Let's what is say he in I don't, third grade, fourth grade. I don't care if he, you know, I don't care if he really got in there and just gave it a really good yeah. solid squeeze. He's a nine-year-old boy. You don't need to call nine one one. Maybe talk to his mom and be like, 
Listen, your son just grabbed my ass aggressively. You know? This is not, this is not a case for emergency I mean, personnel. What did you think that was funny? If that happened to me, I'd be like, oh, kids. I mean, let's say it happened to like my sister or my girlfriend or something. I don't think I would be pissed off at the nine-year-old boy. I'd be like, that, that little kid, that's a handy little kid. And then I would literally <laughs> I, not think about it again. It's like, all right, well, enjoy that while you can, because in a couple of years, you can't get away with that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he didn't do it anyway. He didn't do it anyway, as the surveillance footage will show. Surveillance video obtained by Pixel. Hold on. She's screaming at emergency personnel. I was, sexually I was sexually assaulted by a child. This is a real serious person. With his backpack. Surveillance video obtained by Pix11 from inside the Sahara Deli appears to vindicate the young boy, clearly showing That's him it. walking by, rushing out oh, you to edited leave it out. with his Did family. You see what she does after that in the surveillance she, footage? She does this no, like I, crude, ge like humping gesture towards the kid while she's screaming obscenities. Oh, I, I must have missed that. She's like, "Oh yeah, you fucking grab my ass," and then she like humps like this, like humps the air. It was totally what insane. The yeah. Is, he clearly is like, do, 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 like not paying any attention. Poor little kid. Now, this particular news story actually really tried to racialize this story a lot, too. And they said a white woman did this to a black kid like these other cases of, you know, they had all these stories of um, call it like that white lady who called the police on that black kid's lemonade stand and stuff. And they always yeah. try to racialize this. I don't think this was racial at all. I think this is a case of rabid, unhinged feminism. This kid could have been white, Hispanic you know, whatever. I don't think it was, I don't think she had animosity towards him on account of his race. I think it was the fact that she is unhinged in her devotion to me too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But it's good. This is, this is what happens. You start cannibalizing your own when you have these, uh, alliances of convenience. Like, yeah. like what the fuck does this poor black family have in common with this rich white liberal elitist? Like why have they joined forces politically? Yeah, it's idiotic. And, and to Lindsay, the singer, it's like, Lindsay, why can't I grant to you that being physically vulnerable before men may be a problem if you're around bad men? Sure. Can you grant to me that this is a problem? Can you yeah. grant to me that freaking out about a nine year old at a deli grazing you with his backpack, calling 911 over that? Because that's the extent of the worldview you're advocating. Lindsay, will you meet me in the middle Lindsay. and say both of these things are bad? Huh? No, that's not how they think. They think mm. it's men against women. If men gain any ground, then women lose that ground. God, it's such a the unfortunate part of that worldview too is that it 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 harms women. I mean, yeah. it, it does not make women happy. It does not advance women. It doesn't you know put them in a better place in this world. What's... Stan just says <laughs> with the kid accidentally grabbing her ass. Uh, great, I now identify as a nine year old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, what do people expect is is going to happen here? That's, that's another hole in their worldview. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if you if you ever get accused of uh, of sexual assault, just say that you're trans age. Trans age. And you don't yeah. know what you're doing. Yeah, totally. Although I guess that doesn't matter in her worldview. I mean, sex. Imagine screaming on your phone. I just I can't imagine what it's like to be in that mindset, screaming to emergency personnel. I was sexually assaulted by a child, and being serious while you're saying it. There's a reason that we don't treat children the same as adults in the legal system. Or in just the, the cultural system. <laughs> just yeah. like it's the, it's the same reason, like I said, if a guy, if adult guy walks up and grabs my sister or my girlfriend at the restaurant or the store or whatever, it's very different than if a nine-year-old boy does it. 
for obvious reasons. Yeah, but that's also not the end of the world either. Like, we're not going to act um, like like getting your ass grabbed is the same thing as getting gang raped. It's sure, I wouldn't. Thing. I wouldn't call the cops, but I'd be like, you can't hang out with that guy. He sucks. Yeah, of course not. But yeah. like, one of those things you can walk off, and the other one, of, you know. of course, yeah. <clears throat> um, real quick before we hop back into super chat, I did want to talk about this Amazon AI story because. You know, tough world for women, Lindsay. Here's one for you. Here's a here's a point in your corner. This uh, so this is actually a report about a project Amazon was working on in the past and has since scrapped. I think that it was basically employees spoke anonymously to this Reuters reporter, and that's how the story got out. Uh, but Amazon had a team building computer programs since 2014 to evaluate job applicant resumes. So the aim here was me- uh, mechanizing and maximizing the efficiency of identifying top talent. I'm not clear if they were trying to market this to other employers or just use it in-house. But, you know, you get a million job applications. It'd be nice if you had a robot to analyze them for you. Uh, but by 2015, the company realized the system was not rating candidates for Uh, software development jobs and other technical posts in a gender neutral way. Uh, The story reads that is because Amazon's computer models were trained to vet applicants by observing patterns in resumes submitted to the company over a 10 year period. Most came from men, a reflection of male dominance across the tech industry. Okay. Uh, In effect, Amazon's system taught itself that male candidates were preferable. It penalized resumes that included the word women's, as in women's chess club captain. (laughs) And it, (laughs) I mean, that sounds like great software to me. And it downgraded graduates of two all-women's colleges, according to people familiar with the matter. Amazon disbanded the team by the start of 2017 because executives lost hope in the project, to your earlier question about why they... Did. It doesn't sound like that they weren't citing, at least in the story, sexism specifically, but they had lost hope yeah. in the project. Okay. Um, I mean, to the point we were discussing earlier, it's like if computers, if software is showing bias, if software is supposedly sexist, maybe it's not actually bias. Maybe it's not actually sexism. Maybe men and women choose different things right, and right. that's okay. You think the that they would be like, oh, well, this unbiased AI came to the same conclusion, so maybe my worldview is wrong. They're like, nope, the AI is misogynistic. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> it's, I don't know what they mean when they say that, um, like the, the story implies that it was a problem that most resumes came from men, or that was part of the outcome being preferring men and downgrading women, a reflection of male dominance. I mean, maybe that's a fair description, maybe not. But when I read stuff like that, when I, when I read, maybe that's not what they mean. I don't know. When I read male dominance of the industry, it implies to me like it is hostile to right. women or something like that. Like it's, it's a, it's a, a heavy-handed control that you can't get in there if you're a woman. You'll never get in. It's all sexist. It's the. It, I guess it. Men are dominant in the industry, numbers-wise. Maybe this is what they mean. But the reason for the dominance is free choice. Yeah. Free choice, and that's okay. Yeah. But well, <laughs> isn't that the greatest irony of all? Is that the people on the right are actually advocating for a wider range of choices for women. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I believe that 100%. But for the one choice, which we'll get into in a moment, the choice of ending a, a life that is growing in your womb. Let's talk that, about I mean, that. But yeah, to the, to the point, um, do you want to get into that or do you want to take a super chat break? Because we have... Um, we'll, let's just do them all at the very end. I do have a hard deadline of 8 o'clock. Okay. So let's, uh, let's get through the stories then. Um, 
but yeah, it seems it is interesting. It's like pro-choice. Oh, we're pro-choice for women. Yeah, really, you actually kind of want to control women. Right. They have to choose correctly. This is another example of trying to control women who don't choose correctly. It's, it's as I was saying at the or top of the show. Or minorities like the Kanye West thing. Yeah, it's weird that, uh, and it's weird that this has happened again in Toronto, another assault surrounding an abortion protest in Toronto. There was a pro-life rally on uh, the campus of Ryerson University or near this campus uh, in Toronto on October 1st. So this is you know, roughly two weeks ago. Again, um, the event attracted opposition, much like our that uh, that roundhouse kick guy. In the video we'll watch in a moment, some words appear to be exchanged between pro-life activist Katie Summers, who actually is the victim of the attack here, and some pro-choice people from afar. The person who attacks her is named Gabby Swarko. Gabby is a uh, a member of the Ryerson Reproductive Justice Collective and former faculty at the Students' Union. Uh, Swarko knocked over their signs, pushed Summers repeatedly, grabbed a metal waddle, uh, water bottle from Summers' backpack and threw it. Swarko also goes after the cameraman. His name is Blaze Ayen, Elaine, Elaine, and challenges um, him to fight as well. So this is, we got two different angles of what this attack oh, looked like in, uh, in Toronto. Like, you know when a baby with the umbilical cord and eventually the belly button falls yeah. off? That, it, it would look like that. Um, not to be taken out in one piece, right? But how, how did yeah. an abortion, how, did, how are what they taking it out? What an abortion does is they're not taking it out. All right, here she goes. Uh, they're terminating it, and yeah. then the cells are being reabsorbed by the body. I would argue that because an abortion, they have to collect... God, why was no one going to beat this woman's face in? Can what just one of these end with somebody getting beat to like an inch of their life? <laughs> well, um, it is odd to me how aggressive that she was that nobody acted really physically defensively with her. I don't know what the metal object she was using, like some kind of cart or looked like a dolly almost or something that she picks up to hit her. Uh, like for abortion, like she's right. going to go absolutely batshit crazy to protect the right to terminate pregnancies, even though nobody wants to fuck this girl. It's baffling to me. Yeah. Uh, Summers, the victim of the attack, says the uh, attack injured her wrist and bruised her right leg. Global News is reporting that Toronto police are investigating no word yet on charges, at least that I've seen. Why didn't she fight back? I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to ask her about that. Maybe because she just doesn't feel comfortable with that physically or maybe for political reasons maybe she feels like she'd be demonized were she to fight back she would become a right-wing hero hmm. she like she probably got a knife or something that would be awesome come on 
I mean, Gabby can throw her weight around. That's about the only advantage she has going for her, but she's not moving very quickly. This Gabby girl, I imagine, uh, you know, yeah. If if you had any quickness whatsoever, you could probably kick her ass if you wanted to. Good grief! Or like a uh, dude. Hmm. Although dudes probably didn't want to get involved because they would be like, "It's an assault on women" or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's a tough spot. I I I don't know that I would blame any guy who acted physically defensively in that case because she has initiated physical confrontation and you have to act defensively. But I do understand as a man in that position, it's very tough to think about it because it's so easy to twist it against you yeah. to say that you were physically abusing a woman. Where's Nathan D'Amigo when you need him? <laughs> That's right. I forgot. He did not cower when the moment demanded no. it. My goodness. Although I do think he thought Moldylocks was a dude. Yeah, I probably, I mean, I, I see how you can make that mistake. Oh, I'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah, I remember when the clip first came out, we shared it between ourselves and we probably each watched it like five to ten times. It was just so repeatedly. satisfying. Just that moment of realization where she just she she you can see it setting in the realization that she can never compete physically with a man. <laughs> Reality hits you hard. Yeah. I mean, and again, just to be clear, what's the difference between something like something like us, uh, us talking about this and Eric Holder? What's going on there is a reaction to physical aggression. Yeah. I am not in favor of going out and punching the moldy locks of the world because they disagree with me. Mm -hmm. I'm saying once you have started throwing glass bottles at me, bombs, firecrackers in glass bottle, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's on. It's on. What then about, it what is about a defensive action. Like, no. you know, I, I really think that a, a mob, an actual mob should have descended on this fat lesbian and, and beat her ass. She was the aggressor. She picked up something to hit this girl with and she targeted one of the smaller women. I, I would like to know because it, she targeted that girl specifically. I was trying to listen to the tape to see if there was some exchange between the two that clearly there's some words going back and forth early, but I can't make them out. So I don't know what the two said to each other, but there's gotta be a reason she's targeting that chick specifically. I don't know why, um, but maybe we'll find out. How gross. Are you ready? Uplifting. No, of course not. <laughs> I have things that will, t well, this one's kind of uplifting because it's a hoax hate with actual charges. That's that true. Good? That's true. All right, let's go for that. Another cam beast, I see. Yes. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Former Ohio University student Senate member Anna Ayers pleaded not guilty to three counts of making false alarms Wednesday. She is an OU senior studying journalism. She had previously reported that she received three threatening messages, two in the student Senate office and one in her residence. When she reported these threats to police, she said they were death threats because she's part of the LGBT community. She said to the student Senate after receiving these threats, quote, I have no interest in hearing from any of you that you are sorry or that you can't believe it happened. Instead, <laughs> I want each of you to do everything you can to make sure it doesn't happen again. Well, the mm -hmm. Ohio University Police Department did their part to make sure that it doesn't happen again by investigating this incident to figure <laughs> out how it happened in the first place. Investigation found that Ayers placed the messages herself before reporting them. The news that I referenced just a moment ago, the good news in this case, each count of false alarm uh, is a first degree misdemeanor carrying penalty of up to six months in jail and a thousand dollar fine. Eh, nothing's going to happen to her. 
she's not going to get, you know, three, she's not going to get 18 months in jail and $3,000, I'm sure. But I bet something might happen. Maybe, maybe it'll just be some probation thing. But the point is, her appearance um, is her punishment. I don't even know. <laughs> hasn't she suffered enough? Let her I off. Know. S- sentence her to six months on the treadmill and we'll call it good. <laughs> Not just that. Like, I know I bring up these, these ham beasts appearance a lot, but it's because it's relevant because women that are attractive and have uh, sexual attention for men don't feel the need to destroy men. They feel like they can work with men. A woman like this, I mean, what are her options here? What really like for for male attention? She doesn't really look like a lesbian to me. I'm not really buying that. That's like her only option. The thing the thing is though, have you ever have you ever seen like I I wouldn't call her a lost cause. Have you ever seen someone? Let's say you knew someone in a prior part of your life. Like this has happened to me with people I went to college with or people I've known previously, and they might have been like chunkier or like unattractive or whatever. And then in the meantime, let's say over the course of a few years, they've gotten fit, they've really taken care of themselves and they show up and you're like, holy cow, I can't even believe you're the same person. Good for you. All of a sudden they've gone from like this frumpy average looking, I don't know, whatever, this ham beast as Anna Ayers might be. And then they start taking care of themselves and it's like a total transformation into a completely different person. Yeah, I mean, she could go from a, a two to a five, maybe. How many people do you know? Like the, how many people do you know who are legitimately fit, who are also hideously unattractive? That's almost very, never. Very few. You have to have never. an exceptionally ugly face for that not to matter. But like, if this chick lost, I don't know, a a buck twenty. I, how fat do you think she is? I have no idea. Two two fifty three. I I have no idea. She's she's more she's morbidly obese. Yeah got some bangs put some makeup on i mean some dude might love her it's it's all part of this broader left-wing worldview philosophy that like if that basically the world around you must change it's not you that has to change the world around you must change if you turn that energy inward if you turn that hoax hate energy inward and say instead of writing fake notes and calling the cops i'm just gonna you know spend some time at the gym and maybe think more responsibly about what i'm eating your life will turn around so much better yeah, but if the, you get these sympathy accepting cards. the personal responsibility, they can't do that. If it's everybody else's fault, then you never have to do the hard work to become a better person, to mm. look better. That's a lot of work, you know? Well, we'll see what happens with uh, Anna Ayer's case. For now, she has resigned from her position in the student Senate as of Tuesday. She's, she's not in student government anymore. No. Um, speaking of, uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a good transition here for this one because I have some surprise cringe for you, but it's, as usual, just bizarre. You want to just hop right into it and you can take a look at this? You're one for three on transitions tonight. I know. I, I started off solidly and then I kind of uh, I fell off toward the end. But we're nearing that two-hour mark, so I have an excuse for my brain not being as sharp as usual. Here's some surprise cringe for you, though. My name is Amru Al-Khadi, or Glamru, and I have an identity that you might ah, categorize pretend as like intersectional. Paul Joseph Watson made a British video. Iraqi. Oh, did he? I missed it. Mm-hmm. So, I, oh man, so I don't even get the surprise. All right, well, we're going to watch it anyway. That you might categorize as intersectional. I'm British Iraqi, gay, non-binary, also identify as Muslim. <laughs> and reading about quantum physics has really helped me understand my queer identity. Whereas classical Newtonian physics is obsessed with the universal formula that govern our reality, it's so fixed on resolute answers 
Quantum physics reveals that there is no fixed reality and it's full of beautiful contradictions. What's so remarkable about quantum physics is the fact that what's happening on a subatomic level contradicts what we're actually seeing happening in reality. It shows us that reality is itself a construct. Quantum physics to Newtonian physics is to me what queer theory is to heteronormativity, mm -hmm. i.e. looking for normative constructs of society, male, female, of gender, of race, categorizing everything in a kind of neat, rigid way. I am very comforted by this as a queer person with no real fixed identity. Reality is just a set of contradictions with no real I will personally pay foundation. to send this guy back to his ancestral homeland. <laughs> where he will promptly be thrown off of a building. Yeah, sure. I mean, just go to Iraq and as as the as the ISIS guys are dragging you up the stairs, be like, no, well, actually, it's fine. I don't care I if don't you toss me because I'll fly away because reality is not it's it's it's, it's, an it's, illusion. it's not fixed. It's an illusion. There's no foundational basis for it. There's no there's no such thing as objectivity or demonstrable truth. OK. This guy's name is Amro Al-Qadi, as he said. Glamru is like his drag name, whatever. whatever. I bet mean, his parents are so sad. So I, that's true. I wonder who his, I, I wonder who his Iraqi parents are. Hmm. I looked at this guy's bio on his website. Uh, he does have a BA and a graduate degree in art history. Uh, no accreditation or mention of physics. I was kind of interested that. in his, his physics cred. His website Maybe. lists him as a performer and writer. Of course it did. Maybe this will be the greatest deterrent for migrants of all. They're like, <laughs> well, if we can't destroy their culture, what if our children become Western trannies? Oh. Maybe we should allow this to happen and flourish in the Muslim <laughs> community, especially more Muslim trannies. <laughs> it solves everything. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not a great physics mind. It's been a while since I've taken a physics class. Oh, that uh, was gibberish and you know it. I'm certainly not a great quantum physics mind. Uh, but if there are any great physics minds in our audience, you enlighten me because something tells me that his characterization of quantum physics is probably not accurate. Yeah. There are no rules, no objectivity, you say? It's just, that is how science works. Just make it up as you go? Okay. I'm not, I have not spent a lot of time reading about quantum physics, but... According to his website, neither is he. Um, but a more fundamental question, too. We've, we've probably discussed this before, maybe or maybe not, but I was just thinking about this as I was listening to this. He claims to be both non-binary and gay. How, is, how can you be non-binary and gay? Because gay is who you're attracted to relative to your own gender. Well, they would say that sexuality is not the same as gender, that they're totally separate. And so who but, you're attracted to is irrelevant. Sure. Like, like, like if Caitlyn Jenner banged a chick, they'd say that's lesbian. Even, right? Banged a chick with his penis. Well, the one he used to have. 2018. Wait, he got that child? Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, the point is, I get that Like, they think you can change gender and therefore a man can become a lesbian. But if you're non-binary, does that mean he's... If you're non-binary, you're not either. You're not a man or a woman. Right, so it wouldn't really matter. So how can you be gay you because be gay? you're not either of those things? I think that just solely based on his eye makeup, we can assume that there's a certain level of baseline insanity here without even knowing what he's going to say. Hmm. I'm sure he used quantum physics to mix the colors. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in the interest of time, we only got 15 minutes left till you're out. So let's, uh, let's close out with Super Chat. Oh, God. What is this world, you know? 
All right. This is from Redmond Silverfield. Blonde, did you ever look up Martina Marcota? Her Indiegogo comic recently doubled its goal, and I know she'd love to get in touch. Ah, uh, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Sometimes I read these live chats. I'm like, I'll totally do that. And then I immediately forget that I'm supposed to do that. Hmm. I will try to make a mental note. Martina Marcotta. Marcota. Okay. Thank you. You need Redmond. to get some uh, sticky notes to put at your computer sign. I know, right? Um, Thank you. That's not right. Matt and I once made love in school. He ate my glue and cleaned my desk. If you know what I mean, wow. we do know what you mean. And you're disgusting. That's not right. <laughs> Thank you. Jeremy Hauser, Hauser, Hoser, Hooser, longtime listener, first time donor. Oh, a big donation. I should have made a, made a better effort to say your last name <laughs> properly, Jeremy. Um, first time donor. Thanks for keeping me sane here deep behind enemy lines in the People's Republic of Butt Stuff is stand. We assume oh, no. in California. Yeah. Today's Hopefully. my birthday. Happy birthday, Jeremy. Ooh, happy birthday. Gag's yeah. birthday's coming up, too. Thursday. Thursday, the big 3-1. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks, Jeremy. We appreciate it. John West, Jobs Not Mobs, Halloween, Sasquatch, Family with the Little Dog being the baby. That's pretty gay. Mm. Maybe if we could pretty work gay. in Bigfoot somehow. I'd be open to that. I love little me some dog? Bigfoot. I think Bash might be better for the role. That's true. We got multiple to work with. That's true. Hmm. My new puppy this week. Um, yeah. AZ Archer. Good evening, bitches. I accidentally misgendered a tranny security guard at a company yard. I fear human resources in my... Oh, no. Hello from Louisiana. Mm. And as always, keep it classy. Record that shit. Lindsay yeah. Shepard it. Yeah. AZ Archer. Record it. Uh, Stuart Kassan. Kassin. I am just the worst. Halloween ideas. One, Elon and a marijuana leaf. <laughs> Two, Bosette and Mario. Three Elon and Elon and Joe Rogan might be funny. You could just how you know. how are we going to do that? That's true. It might be Costumes difficult. Costumes have to be translatable. Uh, but you could Spartacus just have and you could have a lot of smoke in play. That would make it fun. That's true. Spartacus and the Handmaiden, the Kavanaugh opposition I like squad. It, I like it. Yeah. Uh, for soy nose, soy Thanos. Oh, soy Thanos, like soy the Thanos. the Guardians character. Oh, and She Hulk. 78% ah. as strong as the Hulk and can't break a glass ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Coop Clausen, no note. Thank you, sir or madam. Uh, Brady Sutliff, Matt, your foundational values video this week was expertly done. Also, Matt oh, and I thanks. once made love in the Oval Office, but Kanye interrupted, citing he would let us finish, but Melania was the best bottom of all time. <laughs> oh, good Gross. for you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Get one, two, three. No note. Thank you. Uh, Miles Kinslow. Hey, guys, did you see Joe Rogan's interview with Roseanne? We were just talking about this. Yes. Really interesting. P.S. They had to disinfect the Oval Office after Clinton loved <laughs> the show. I, I didn't make it all the way through, um, but I was laughing my ass off when she said that she had pendulous breasts at age four. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but I was just hysterically laughing. She's, you know, we always knew she was crazy. I thought she's lovable. Roseanne's lovable. It's, and the it's a good interview. Painting, isn't it? I I think they're aren't they just about to debut or I don't know if it started or I oh I, I it's gonna fail I, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm confident in that but for anybody who's interested in a more long form explanation of the tweet that sunk Roseanne for now and what she plans to do going forward it was really good and I enjoyed the listen I, I listened to it last night it definitely got weird in the latter half uh, but uh, you know I'll leave you Roseanne, with that teaser if you're weird. interested in that sort of thing uh, thank you. Jason Takis, friendly reminder to start gathering friends for the ballot box in a few weeks. Mm. Um, I don't know that I could convert anybody. I'm doing my best. Uh, well, Ruzia, just, that's what we're trying to do around here little by little, at least. If we, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yes, uh, point taken. You know, if you can if you can convince some of your on the on the fence friends, that's especially important, especially in 
states where it's uh, competitive. Yep. Uh, Ruzia, Kanye has done more for the black community than Kaepernick. Changed my mind. I won't because I agree mm. totally. Uh, yeah, um, I agree. I agree with that. Do you want to like see I where I am so I can agree with that? I can let off in a few seconds or switch in a second in a few seconds. Uh, cow, Koa Cow. Man, you guys and, and the names. I'm, I'm having a tough time. Koa Cow. All right. Stephen Miller's third grade teacher is an anti-Semite. She's perpetuating the hateful stereotype that Jews are obsessed with abnormal and depraved behavior. Has she learned nothing? Um, wow. yeah, yeah, really. Uh, the slaughtered lamb. I was surprised that Don Lemon brought up Kanye's mother. I'm not even black, and I know better than not to. I know better than to bring up a black man or another woman's mother. Black man. Yeah, that was or pretty harsh. Mother. Yeah, it was really bad. Holy Especially cow, when have... they're no longer living. That just opens up a world of hurt. Yeah, I thought that was so distasteful. We have so many to get through. I can't even believe this. My God. Holy cow, you guys. Really appreciate the support for the show. I think we're uh, kind of in a we're in a spot. This is so many to read. All right, let's just we'll have to fire them off. We'll have Lisa to go. Lisa Soros aren't black men at the top of the intersectional pyramid. By their rules, he should have the red carpet rolled out for him. Leftists are sickeningly hypocritical. By the way, the mom remarks earned uh, DL a punch in the throat. Sick, Don Lemon. Don Lemon gets a throat punch. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go? Uh, you can't stop the snout. I do like offensive humor, but the token N-word phrase from CNN was just as disgusting to me as you're out of your cotton-picking mind. Quote from Fox News. Both were disgustingly racist. I don't um, I don't remember when it was used. I don't remember the specific context on Fox News. And actually, I'm just sort of realizing that, like, what the origin of that phrase would be, I guess. But I've it's such an uncommonly used phrase these days. Your cotton-picking mind, you know? Yeah. But I guess, uh, but yeah, I mean, to the point, you'd never see this anywhere else. Let's put it this way. In a right-wing context, what they said would be ripped up and down uh, and never accepted. Uh, Harv Prentice, uh, Kanye is great, but all the zeros, oh yeah, all the zeros passcode on his phone is pretty rough. That is true. His passcode really into his phone was yep. solid zeros. Redicus, menstrual show, <laughs> hand Don a tampon. He has started his flow. It's minstrel show, Don, so you need to stop before you pull back your own curtain. Uh, Brianna Don, uh, or Doan, uh, Don Lemonhead and that whole CNN panel had my head spinning uh, with their racism, mind-boggling, mind-boggling cognitive dissonance. Love you guys. Thank you. Uh, Wade, Wade Plawick, 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 um, what do you guys think of the NPC memes? Freaking hilarious. I can't stop laughing. It's a little too advanced for me. We yeah. talked about it at the top of the show. Maybe I'll understand it. I, I, I fear I'm a little too normie to get the depths of this meme, but I'll try it out. Albertus Magnus 44. Kanye did not walk off the plantation. He stomped off the plantation and disgusted. People are listening. This scares the Democrats to death. Truth. Nathan B. Kanye West is the future of the grand is the future grand wizard of the KKK. By the way, I love you guys. Showcase the great work. Well, thank you. Uh, Kendrick Everson, Kanye equals KKK. And now for his next impression, Jesse Owens. All right. Uh, Leslie, uh, Leslie Co Cooley. Yeah, go for it. Started making plans to propose to my girlfriend of three years after we had a talk about oh. repealing the 19th. Wow. Good for you. Uh, SB. Hey guys, love this show. Even though the chat is sounding like a dating site, get faith Goldie on or failing that maybe Vince from red elephant uh, subs are going up fast. Yeah. I hmm. love both of them. Uh, Vivin Viswanathan. I was driving a few of my black friends home. One asked, what do you think about Kanye? I said, just a man sharing his thoughts. I think it's great that black CNN pundits call him a dumb Negro on national TV and laugh at his expense. Dead yeah. silence. Yeah. That's true. Tyler Knox. I swear. Oh, I got to break that the one. rule. Sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> Little Wang. Nothing is more representative of the black community than a fancy black man getting railed by a white dude. Am I right, Don? 
You fucking bitter fruit. <laughs> You're right, Lil wow, Wang. Wow, harsh. Uh, Philip Smallin gave us a bunch of OKs in all the different races. All the races represented. Nice. Uh, Calais Civis, longtime watcher, first time writing. I binged all of your shows starting at episode one earlier this wow, year. Wow, and you blast. stuck around. I can't oh, believe man. it. You're my man, and my sanity stays based. Oh, P.S. Thanks. I'm one of your mythical female watchers. All right, girl. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks for sticking around from episode one, which was garbage. Joseph Shook, keep <laughs> up the good work. We'll try. Levi Smith, if you look up bloviate in the dictionary, I think you'll see a picture of Dyson. He's insufferably yeah. pompous. I'm not always able to give love, but uh, but get to give, but love the show. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank we you really much. appreciate, appreciate that. it. Luke Glenn for homesick today. So get to listen live. Love your work in chemistry. We need saner and more moderate and principled voices like yours. Well, at least Matt, no offense, blonde. <laughs> yeah, Matt's the principled some, one. We need some edge, man. We need we need a little spice, a little spice <gasps> in the mix. A little spice. Um, Benjamin yeah. Abrams, I was out collecting boulders while watching Jim's stream. I was in a bad headspace after Matt refused my advances. He said, oh, no, no, girl, my heart is for Kanye. Blonde has to explain this to her family. I hope they're not downstairs watching. <laughs> um, Alex Weeman, take some money. We will, Alex. Thank, thank you. you. Albertus Magnus, 44. Blonde, did I really hear you say pump and dub? I ask as I sip my vodka martini. I'm an old-fashioned man. I could never do that. That's good. I, it was it was bad advice. People shouldn't be promiscuous, irrespective hmm. of gender. Redicus, also, that girl's going to meet to him if, if he does. Um, Redicus, Juanita Broderick was even threatened by Hillary and quoting Norm, he, Bill, killed a man. Yep. Hmm. I assume you mean Norm MacDonald, um, who's great. AZ Archer, if they really want to do this, I'm okay with stacking some bodies whilst Whoa. whistling Yankee Doodle. Keep a classy kid <laughs> until they fire the first shot. I'm with you, AZ. I'm with you. Um, the Matthew Dart, the amount of projection on the left is unreal. Do they not hear themselves and feel the least bit hypocritical? They have no self-awareness. That's Apparently the real not. problem. Uh, Redicus, this um, cunt doesn't know why men are afraid of these situations. The reason is that we have no protection, so we must take the ownership of our fear. If anything happens to us, we won't make the news. That's true. Sure. You want to keep going? Yeah, Warren Navarro says, keep up the great work, Missy and Sunny. People tend to forget those under protection of others don't appreciate the value of it. Definitely, yep. point taken. Veril Journey, this poor girl is suffering early stage blonde disease, indeed. The only cure is pimp hand, repeal the 19th. <laughs> <laughs> Redicus says also the falsely accused are often the walking dead because the tribe exiles them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure. Your life is is uh, is ruined potentially. Gabriel Lopez, uh, what the fuck is going on with the with the Falk? Falk? F-A-W-K. What the fuck? Yeah. Is going Probably because on with, they can't say fucking the Yeah. Is going on. I just want to make sure I pronounce it correctly. What's going on with Sargon? He gets the uh, oh yeah, the fig hot title for now so yes i don't know is there something going on with him that i'm not privy to Mm -hmm. i'm not out of the loop yeah i I just get a kick out of gabriel uh, (laughs) having to type so creatively to get around their filters but yeah i don't know what's going on with sargon Um, you're too slow john martin yeah uh yaman janice rand pronounce it like you mun oh i don't know janice rand god i'm old love you guys i'm Mm. sorry i'm i'm almost completely unfamiliar with tos uh, thank you, sir. Uh, C. Sinzer, men's rights types have been talking about this for years in the Jim Crow South. Mu- uh, most lynchings of black men were initiated by white men, women outraged by an uppity black male. Sure. I uh, Full circle with these feminist bitches. SB, 10 years ago, a four-year-old Asian girl face planted right into my butt and laughed. We were in a grocery store, but chow mein wasn't the only thing on her mind. Asians <laughs> are rich. Now I want $75,000. Yeah, make sure to make the claim against her. Killed a bear. Last year, my 18-month-old cousin was putting his hand down my mom's shirt. The only time that's acceptable. 
unless he becomes a Harvey Weinstein. Wow. Radicus. So Amazon took Tay, Microsoft, and tried to make it a recruiter. That's right. That was the Microsoft that. thing that was sexist. Yeah, it was Tay. Um, Eric Ray, AI equals logic equals conservative equals sexist. That sounds mm. about right. Fair point. Matt Dath. Always appreciate the solid show. How is this for a half-baked Halloween costume idea with a strong woman and acceptable temporary tan? Faith Goldie and <laughs> a Chad campaign member. Sure. Um, Nathan B. Blonde, I'm looking at taking orders to Fort Lewis. Any advice? Oh, geez, I don't know. Is that the is that McCord Air Force Base? Um, so you don't have to live in Seattle. Yeah, if you have to move to Redmond or just don't don't live in Seattle proper. Nathan B. Also blonde, don't forget to let your roast rest for at least 20 minutes after pulling it from the oven to keep it super moist. I am actually doing that as we speak. Mm. Um, dangerous spaces. Firstly, the false rape stats only measure proven false cases. The problem is sure. any claims not proven either way are assured to be true. That's as stupid as assuming every unproven claim is false. Yeah, that mm. is. Um, will you reload because I'm at the top and I don't want to get lost? Yeah, Albertus Magnus 44. Uh, Gabby and her abortion obsessions, the attacker, the abortion attacker chick. Politics trumps everything, even especially human life. New mental disorder, obsessive party affiliation. Yeah, I think that there's probably some truth to that. Uh, Vivin Viswathan or Viswanathan? Uh, Viswanathan. We'll go with that. A comment on YouTube men are the majority of assaults by other men. Uh, um, if you take into account um, rape statistics from prisons, which are not uh, reported on properly, that may mm. be true. I don't know. Oh, so we're talking about sexual assault specifically. Is I don't that? Know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, men are the majority of assaults by other men. The idea being that men are also primarily the attackers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I grant uh, what's your oh, face fe- feminist singers points on a lot of these things. I just don't think her solutions are correct. I think they're actually damaging. Uh, Zora Majora uh, regarding Amazon. Sounds like they used uh, machine learning, which requires a training data set to extrapolate patterns from. If the input data was mostly men, that would cause foreseeable correctable issues. Either way, they're dumb. Steamboat Willie, feminists are just the female version of incels. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Jesse V, hi, Matt and Blonde. Uh, first show I'm watching live. Love the show. Thanks for tuning Thanks. in. The Vema, Vema? I don't know. The, I'm going to go with Vema. In Canada, the self-defense laws are quite barbaric. If someone tries to stop and uses what is deemed to be too much force, rather subjective, there's a good chance they might get in trouble. Bummer to hear. Uh, Patrick Meredith, this person does not understand quantum physics. There most certainly is objective reality in quantum physics. I suspect uh. it might be the case. Alex Weedman, so basically he's a postmodernist who thinks dressing it up as quantum physics makes it seem more scientific. Yep, exactly. Indeed, Gamer uh, Gamerman twelve, that uh, that man has no idea about quantum theory. It's like saying Schrodinger didn't exist. Interesting. Uh, Chicago conservatives. A conservative I identify as a quantum physicist and that thing is full of shit and needs to be exterminated <laughs> Peter C when you need quantum to explain your sexuality you've gone too far also currently studying quantum physics Glamru is way way off there are rules in quantum mechanics just different rules that are unintuitive interesting okay uh, Patrick Meredith is back and says uh, crazy my birthday is Friday well happy birthday Patrick uh, Semper and Meliora Sorry about that. Semper ad meloria. So that would be some Latin thing. Sorry, I don't know what that means. Uh, For that singer, over 450 people have been murdered in Chicago so far this year. 87% men, mostly at night, have uh, ever heard of the book Thought Reform and Psychology of Totalism. An interesting read. I have not heard of it, but uh, recommendation noted. Thank you. Um, Just a few more. 
Appreciate everybody tonight. Holy cow. Eric Austin, rarely get to watch live. Thanks for making my Monday mornings tolerable. Take my money. Appreciate it, man. Jay Edgar says, uh, check the backlog of the call-in show server, Matt. There was a discussion on NPC meme in general. Might shed some light. I don't know, man. I'm not advanced in these meme studies, but I'll have to take a look. Sarah Harris. Hi, Blonde and Matt. Love the show. Blonde, welcome to Idaho as a native resident. I'd lo- I love that we're red, but a uh, Democrat running for governor this November is trying to bring the blue with race, sex, and Medicare for all. What the hell? Keep Idaho red. Now you could be friends with Sarah, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for some lady friends. Remember that lady who um, was running for Democratic Party chair and basically said, I'm here to make sure all white people shut up. I'm going to control. Oh, yeah. Was she that was, in Idaho? She was the chair of the Idaho Democrats. Forget her name. But yeah, she was from Idaho as well. Liberative. Um, oh man, this guy from the call-in show with the German name that I can't read. Alice Berut off Guggenheimenstein, whatever his name is, <laughs> is actually quite deep. It's actually quite deep. Okay. He was referencing that guy. Anyway, I think we're all uh, all caught up. Let me give a quick awesome. reload. Not too bad. Not too bad over time. So your roast oh, will be um, probably all right. Holy cow, though. Quebec. With a big donation on uh, Streamlabs, my goodness, Quebec, thank you very much. Was watching Brittany Venti's stream a few hours ago. Guy donated, one guy donated thirty thousand dollars. I thought you were telling me about it. It was one guy. I thought it was the totality of of her donations. I didn't know it was one person. This this uh, super chat from Quebec says one guy donated thirty thousand dollars. I maybe he accidentally typed a few too many zeros. Yeah, that sounds that was, homie. Huh. I'm too cheap for that. So here are, here are some crumbs. Well, these are not crumbs. Oh, Quebec. thank you so much. So thank you very much. We appreciate everybody who's keeping the show alive. My goodness. It's, um, it's a good problem to have to, I don't know, to have to figure out how to manage super chat. My gosh. Um, and we, I, I I'm very humbled by the fact that people are, are so eager to support this show. Cause you know, Me I too. Mean, we still have so much fun making it every Sunday, putting it together. I look forward to it every week. And so, you know, the fact that people are enjoying it makes it all the more enjoyable for me to, to work on it. And I, I suspect that's probably the same for you as well. All right. Any last words before you get to your roast? No, thank you guys so much for everything tonight. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Good stream. Appreciate it. So, uh, of course, thanks to our super chatters again. Thanks to everybody else in the live chat hanging out, keeping us in touch with the facts when we stray away. Much appreciated. If you're listening later um, on YouTube or on one of the audio platforms, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. If you'd like more of this show, if you can't get enough, and let's be honest, who can? This show's so hot right now, you know? <laughs> there is uh, there is more material, including Wednesday night's call-in show. You can listen back to that and some other stuff that you might not find on YouTube, interviews on other channels, stuff like that. It's all on the audio platforms of the show. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. There are links conveniently in the description for you, and you can always email us. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday with whatever nonsense this week has in store, because if it's Sunday... Sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. See you then. Bye, guys. Bye.